Sorry we didn't get there in time to prevent the murder of thousands, Commissioner Gordon. We were waiting for the car to spiral slowly out of the floor. And welcome to Geek Salad, episode 25, uh, by Darkest Night. Uh, this is our special commemorative 25th episode. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Uh, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. And with us we have a special guest, uh, Jim. Hey guys, what's up? Hey, you remember Jim from um, episode 9, The Red Ring of Death? And uh, episode, episode, six as well. f- episode 6, yeah. the uh, Our soundtrack episode. So, yeah. welcome back. It's been a while. I know, it's, it's, um, it's good to be here. Yeah, and I know you're really excited about doing our... Uh, our episode today, which is the top 25 superheroes. As voted by you. The Geek Salad audience. So yeah, we're going to get started, but before we get into this list, I think we, we, we came prepared today. Usually we, we kind of just, we kind of bullshit our way through every show. Realistically speaking, yeah. we don't look things up. We kind of go off our own knowledge. Today we came prepared. Jim has got the Marvel Encyclopedia, and I've got the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, first published in 1982. And this one came out, uh, the Marvel Encyclopedia came out, like, after Civil War, I think. Actually, I think it's after, um, the scroll thing. This one, this one came out, this one came out in late 2009. Ooh! Nice. I, I gotta be honest with you, too, there is no better bathroom read than this Marvel Encyclopedia. I mean, it's a little big, and if you, you might not have a toilet to accommodate it, but, you know, it really, you know, it can take up hours. If you like chili, it's perfect for you. It really exactly. is. I mean, if you're at... Taco Bell, and you know things aren't going your way. <laughs> Nothing is get you through it than reading about the Puppet Master. <laughs> yeah, or the Purple Man. Well, oh, you got Purple Man, man on there. Purple okay. Man. Woo! All right, I, I just opened mine up to Mister Fear. Okay. And uh, Mister Hyde. Inf Commander. This just shows that, regardless of what what side of the fence you're on, if you're a DC guy, if you're a Marvel guy, if you're just kind of an independent, like a Dark Horse type of guy. Mm. Every, every comic book publisher has got some really shitty heroes. Yeah. And uh, even shittier villains, actually. Oh, absolutely. Need, need I mention Paste Pot Pete? Ooh. I mean, look at look at the Spider-Man rogues gallery. I mean, for God's sakes, the Shocker. The Shocker, essentially, is a guy wearing an oven mitt for a costume. Yeah, he just rubs his hand together and he's exactly. nasty, nasty <laughs> static shocks. I know. You'd think he'd just, you know, go on the cheap and just get a couple balloons and just... <laughs> <stick them back. laughs> Hey, so what do you get? What do you get for heroes? Oh, my personal favorite, uh, the Wizard. Oh, I love the. Wi- you know, and you would think they would be smart enough if they're going to call the guy a wizard not to put him in a yellow outfit. <laughs> <laughs> now, is, isn't his, his superpower the ability to uh, drop all of his foes while they chuckle? Uh, they chuckle at his name. Uh, yeah, um, that's how he won World War Two. I know. He, <laughs> I am the Wizard. Nine, nine, nine. <laughs> I know. 
now we know what the uh, ultimate question, the ultimate joke from uh, yeah, from Monty Python, Python was exactly the wizard. <laughs> okay, let's see. What we got here. I got Modok. 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 I mean, the guy has a gigantic head, oh. <laughs> tiny little body, and you know what Modok stands for? What? Mental organism organism designed only for killing. Of course it is. Yes, of yes. course. That goes without saying, my dear man. Oh. Toy Fair magazine actually had this great ad parody of Modoc jeans, <laughs> where they kind of had them, but they were just like kind of doing an ass shot with them, kind of looking back <laughs> with just the Modoc. They always kept changing what Modoc stood for, too. <laughs> so they kind of look like Rosie O'Donnell's jeans. Then. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. So uh, let's actually get started with this list. It is the top 25 uh, superheroes of all time, as listed by you, the Geek Salad audience. Right. Um, pretty much the way it worked was we had a couple simple rules. No anime, no teams, only single heroes. Um, you, you sent in to us a list of ten, and out of that we were able to call the most popular. Uh, in event of a tie, uh, Mike and I would break the tie and kind of put it on the list somewhere. Yeah. We and we had a few of them actually. We had a lot of ties, but I, uh, I think the fact too that they didn't want any teams is because if we have any Canadian listeners, you'd all vote for Alpha Flight, and that's just not right. Oh, we have yeah, Canadian exactly. listeners. We do, we do, and yes. they didn't mention anything about Alpha Flight, but one of our American friends did. Oh, really? Who? Yeah, our friend Matt. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, who is uh, on the road right now doing some kind of some kind of theatrical uh, show. Yeah. Uh, as he always is. Uh, yeah, he actually gave me a last-minute uh, series of um, votes today. Oh, yeah? And he had Sasquatch on that list. Sorry to say, Matt, Sasquatch didn't make it. Yeah, it's too bad, because I know Nick would have voted for that one, too, if he'd known. Lucky for you, though, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's get started with the list. Number 25, Hellboy. Really, I only know Hellboy from the movies. I'm yeah. not much of the uh, comic book I've, thing. I've really only read one of the comic series. It's like each one is like a four four issue arc, and then then they just move on to something else. Yeah, it's it's very it's more episodic than it is serialized. Yeah, um, which you know is cool. And I mean, what I've read of Hellboy, I've enjoyed, but you know, it's just one of those cute little indie comics that has made enough of a name, primarily because of the movie, yeah. where um, it deserved the lowest spot on our list, but still managed to get on the list anyway. Right. Um, yeah, Son of the Devil. Uh-huh. So, uh, but... But he embraces his human side, so he doesn't want to use his demonic powers. Yes, his human side, which is to shave down his horns and eat bowls of chili and, and play with kittens and bang Selma Blair. <laughs> I think it's crap that he didn't have hooves. Actually, yeah, he had feet, didn't he? Yes, he did. He did have feet, but he did have a tail. But it wasn't yeah. a pointed tail, though. Oh. It's kind of like it looked like a he gigantic does, sausage. He doesn't have an oil can Harry beard with a pitchfork, either. <laughs> yeah, no, strangely enough, he didn't have any of that. Ah, my father's the devil! Now get down on those train tracks, I'm going to tell you. Actually, I can't, did he have a goatee? I think he had uh, some kind of facial hair, yeah, but it wasn't like... something. But, um... Okay, we're yeah. starting to sound like a Paul Mitchell commercial. <laughs> if you don't look good, we don't look good. No, no, especially not with this gigantic rock fist. <laughs> yes, the key to the portal to hell is a gigantic fist. Great. You can read into that whatever you'd like. Um, we'll go to number 24, which is actually on my, uh, my, my list. Actually, James, would you like to... Not one of my favorites. Um, not a big fan of a lot of the early 80s introductions of uh, heroes, and this guy is um, 
well, I think Marvel was trying to court the ladies who like some of the new wave bands because it's it's long shot. And uh, to me, I mean, long shot comes from another dimension. Yet he has a mullet. I, I don't. I mean, I guess the mullet was that popular that it traversed it crossed dimensions. Yes. Well, you know what? I do believe in other dimensions. They were also business up top and party in the back. <laughs> they certainly were. Um, the thing I, the problem, I mean, he just looks like the lead singer of Scritty Politty, and I just, I don't know. He's just got goofy powers. You know, I, I know Andy likes the probability powers and stuff. I find them very boring. And Actually, I'm thinking that maybe since, like, Mojo was all about, like, TV shows. Yeah. He probably viewed um, Earth's TV shows and saw MacGyver and was like, that's the hairstyle I want. Stop the presses. <laughs> you had me at hello. Gee, I've got nothing to do tonight except eat this bag of Funyuns and watch Yo! MTV. Why, what's on here? Oh, wow, Glass Tiger's on. Wow, that'll make a great hero. <laughs> Actually, I had the opportunity to uh, meet Art Adams, who created Longshot. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah, it was at a comic book convention like back in like 1987. Old... And um, you know, I brought some of the X-Men annuals that he had done mm-hmm. to have him sign it. And, damn, the guy looks exactly like Longshot. <laughs> Red hair, glasses, and probably you know, was dreaming of the day when he could himself become a superhero after getting his face kicked into the slide <laughs> at recess. With oh, One day I'll be able to manipulate probability and bang a hot rock star and, <laughs> and fight a gigantic fat guy on spider legs. I'll do it. I'll show you all. Maybe he was imag- imagining the uh, his editor-in-chief at the time. <laughs> I don't know who the editor-in-chief was in the 80s. But... Oh, I think it was Jim Starlin. Or uh, Jim Shooter. Or another guy named Jim who happened to be the surrogate to Stan Lee. Who, realistically speaking, just should just be given credit for everything. Oh, yeah. I, yeah well. Great guy, boring interview. Yeah. <laughs> I so, remember seeing him on Kids or People, too, though. <laughs> Mike, you want to take number 23? Yes, number 23. One of my personal favorites... Huntress. All right. Um, this is kind of your avenue. Yeah. This is later Batman, at least the, the current incarnation. Later yeah. Batman. Um, I was really, really familiar with her in the comic book Hush. Yeah. This is awesome, oh, by yeah. the way. She, she but, did a great job in that one, too. Yeah. Named after the Paula Abdul song of the same title. Actually, that was Hush Hush. She's <laughs> sorry. But strangely enough, uh, one of Paula Abdul's biggest fans, our, fr- our friend Bill... Also a gigantic Batman fan, so I guess it's all good. Yes, and if we make any mistakes on Batman or Huntress... Um, He'll hunt us down. Yeah, Boogie, tell him and, you know, have him let us know. Yeah. Uh, Huntress, basically, um, Helena, Bar- Helena Bertinelli, she's the daughter of uh, an Italian crime boss who gets... Who's, her family gets, you know, pretty brutally slaughtered by the other crime bosses. So she kind of trains herself to become... A Batman-type figure, but she's willing to go the extra step. She's willing to use lethal force when needed. Okay. that's I've always liked that about her. It's also very Italian of her, too. Yeah. Mamma mia, you are gonna die! <laughs> well, she's got, like, big uh, cross earrings. She's Roman Catholic. Yep. Oh, okay. But her sister Valerie Bertinelli lived, though, right? <laughs> yes, and lost a ton of weight, too. Oh, yeah. good for her. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... It, but, yeah, she's always come across as being, like, you know, when Batman is down... Yeah. Like, you know, Batman is... The building fell on Batman, and he's going to take an hour to get to get out from underneath it. She usually fills in for him and yeah. does what he can't. Kill, kill, kill. Oh, he's out with one of the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Spend right. some time with the Catwoman. <laughs> All 
Number 22 on the list, um, again, more of a... More, more of uh, one of my one of my picks, and kind of one of the more popular characters of the '80s was Kitty Pryde, otherwise known as Shadowcat, otherwise known as Sprite, otherwise known as Ariel. Yeah. Um, primary ability is to phase through walls. Yep. She can move through intangible objects. Uh, played in the at least the only actress I can name who played her in a movie was um, Ellen Page. Um, I've always liked Kitty Pryde because she's always just kind of been the when I, when I was reading the comics, she was always like my age. Yeah. So it was that was kind of neat to have somebody in that who was way more mature than any thirteen year old I ever knew. And yeah, she's the only Jewish um, super um, super well not superhero but the only Jewish X Men. Yeah, absolutely. I think she's still the only Jewish X Men. Yeah. I mean, the only other Jewish character that I can think of. There are two: the Moon Hebrew Knight, Hammer. There's Moon Knight and there's Sabra. <laughs> Moon Knight. Is, Moon Knight's Moon not Knight's Jewish. Jewish. Yeah, I is thought he worshipped like the Egyptian god of. Vengeance no, that's the alter ego. But if you read Toy Fair Theater, they make a lot of jokes about it being him being A, white Batman, and B, really, really kosher. <laughs> um, I, I've always liked her. I especially liked uh, the Wolverine and Kitty Pryde um, miniseries they had back in like the mid-80s, where they turned her from just kind of being you know, a uh, haphazard teenager to kick-ass ninja. That's actually where she, become sh- where she became she, Shadowcat. Yeah, yeah. And, right the name, before that. The name stuck, and... Uh, yeah, I'm just a big fan. Yeah. No, I'm. T- you know what? She's a. She's all right. It just I. She was the hey. Let's get a spunky teenager in there for the kitties. <laughs> yeah. What man. can we have her do? Well, we don't want to have her eviscerate anybody. I don't know. We'll just have her walk through walls. What the hell? There you go. So, uh, Jim, you want to take number twenty-one? Yes. Ah, uh, yes, number twenty-one. Every Scandinavian's favorite superhero, Thor. Crom. Yes. I, I mean, Odin's beard. <laughs> I mean, I I actually kind of like Thor. Um, yeah. You know, I got a little. I got kind of excited when he showed up again. You know, because they all thought he was dead. Yeah, you know, man. And I really thought he was dead this time. <laughs> <laughs> you bought that again. Yeah, oh, I know. Got you good. Yeah, they got me. Um, the only thing, you know, and I would like to see, they're starting to kind of go away with it, and Marvel is anyways, like, Ares talks like a human being. They all talk with the flowery, thou, you know, Shakespearean pentameter. Thou shalt not anger me or cross my Mjolnir Yes, (laughs) everything is, you know, comparing their wrath to the, you know, the almighty gods of Odin, and yes. Abyssal, and... Yes, so but I mean you know he he's a good character. He actually he's a pretty cool character. Yeah. They actually did a good job with him. I mean he basically has been the same character for the most part since 1966, since, since day one, yeah. he's been yeah. the same guy. And I actually think they've done a nice job with him. You know he um, he always fits in nicely with the stories. And the thing is too, you know not to nitpick too much, but he's f- way more powerful than the rest of the Avengers. Oh, but they always yeah. seem to they always seem to um, inter you know. Put him into the storyline where he doesn't do too much, and you know he, he doesn't show off the other one. Yeah, right, he doesn't exactly. show. You know, he, they always do a nice job with him. He's good. You know, and you know, he, there was kind of a void when he left, and then they brought him back. I was like, woohoo! Yeah. This is great. And I was getting all worked up, and then I realized, geez, and should calm down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with with Thor, with Thor, pretty much just the, the 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 Norse gods in general is Marvel has an absolute hard on. For the uh, for 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 Asgard and yeah. you know the the Norse gods and all because I mean Marvel Ultimate Alliance 
Yeah. It's like yeah. what? It's like a level and a half of Asgard. Yep, yep. It was one of the bigger levels. Marvel does more than DC like to tap mythology. Yeah. Everybody, you know, the Nor- they're starting, at some point apparently they started bringing in the Japanese mythology oh, geez, really? at some point. Yeah, they did some. Again, Zeus, some Japanese gods are sitting there over in Japan going, geez, I don't like these guys in Greece. <laughs> Yeah, no, but you're right, though. They have done, they've done a good job. They've also kind of mixed them, too, with the, um, like, the Greek gods, like Hercules bringing yeah. Hercules Yes, in. Hercules. And, uh, hey, that guy gets major tail. <laughs> yeah. He's banged every one of the, ev- the female Avengers. Exactly. And probably some of the male Avengers, too. Whoa! <laughs> Never um, mind, he looks like Fred Durst. But... Right. Actually, he doesn't look like Fred Durst. Now he does. No, he looks like a plumber. He just looks like that, like that, that yeah, but that's, that's what Fred Durst would look like without his Yankee hat on backwards. Uh, um, so what do you guys think about the movie? I'm looking forward to that one. I am too. Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to all four of, four of them, actually. I mean, I'm even looking forward to Captain America. All right. Yeah. Well, I got this, I got a text message from uh, the Mighty Ape Cod, who could not join us today. Uh, this is a text that said, it's not possible for Thor not to suck. Do You, you do realize that. Yeah. Um, I think that if any... Any movie was going to be the weak link of this whole build-up to the Avengers, mm. it's going to be Thor. I think more so than Captain America. More so than the proposed Ant-Man movie that they want to do. Oh, uh, they're going all ahead with that? I have no idea. Nah, I'm hoping that that's that. a joke because, yeah. yeah, even if, you know, for as much of a comic book purist as I am, I would never start with Ant-Man. I would just immediately go to Yellow Jacket and leave it at that. Yeah. The Panzers are coming. I know what to do. Send some ants at them. Yeah. <laughs> I have the strength of a human. But I'm really, really tiny. I mean, it should be a good movie. I mean, I'm familiar with the, the guys playing Thor and uh, Loki. Yeah. You... Actually, Thor was... Uh, the Captain guy playing Kirk's Thor father. was Captain... Yeah. George Kirk. Yeah. I thought he did an okay job in that. Oh, um, yeah. And Kenneth Branagh, who was directing uh, Thor, actually was in... Um, this uh, masterpiece classic mystery uh, show called Wallander, and one of his lieutenants is playing Loki. Oh, and get and, uh, out! And it's actually he—he, he, I found out there's like a three-episode series for that, and I found out about it after the second one. So when I was watching the third one, I was like, "Yeah, I could see that." And you know who's playing Odin, right? Oh yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Yep. Didn't he retire like years ago? <laughs> Yet he keeps showing up. Yeah, again he's going to look like Odin's again. janitor. <laughs> Oh boy! So yeah, I, I think the movie will be fine. It's um, you know, it. I mean, depending on who you talk to, if you, if you think the Hulk is the weak link or not, or no, the Hulk will not be the weak. Link. Yeah. No. Number twenty, Supergirl. All right. Um, what's her story now? Uh, it, it's actually gone back to Karazor, um, Kara Kent or Karazorel. Okay. Um, it, you know, what it was back in the thirties, pre-crisis, and then she died in crisis. And then it was kind of an amorphous blob from Earth 2, I think, uh, that took on her form, and she was called Matrix, and then it was someone else. Oh, stop, my head hurts! And that, now it's be- now they brought Kara Zor-El back in the oh, current story. I'm getting a popsicle headache. Oh, God, yeah, that's just, wow, that's convoluted. Does she still wear, <laughs> yeah. a, does she still wear a headband like Olivia Newton-John in Physical? No, no, she got rid of that with the Oh, ages. well, then I'm oh, yeah, that, that was pre-crisis. Oh, yeah. okay. I love that term, too, pre-crisis, because, I mean, you want to talk about Supergirl, everything is pretty much pre-crisis. Yeah. And you know, because yeah. the only thing I remember post-crisis is uh, Superman cradling her lifeless body on the cover of uh, Crisis the Infinite Earths well, 8? Yeah, something like that. 
It but, is. It is a yes. It's a double issue. Yes. Yeah. Well, of but course. I mean, pre-crisis, she always had that really short skirt. With, I'm sorry, but if you're if you're I mean, one of your powers is flying, yeah. you should not wear a short skirt. Not unless you want to be the most popular superhero <laughs> in the world. See, I always felt that Supergirl was the DC cheerleader. She really is. You know, she, is, she, yeah. she yeah, she did. She wore the, the short skirts and everything. You know, she was smoking hot. Right, but at the same time, she wasn't like the the Willie Scott type of character that get no. in the way type of of, no, of female character. Well, no, she's from Krypton. She's incredibly powerful. Right, right. but um, yeah, it's you know, I, I don't know what you guys think or if actually you probably Mike, I'd probably be better at ask than either myself or Jim. Uh, Smallville. Yes. With, played, uh, played by Laura Vandervoort, who is now in V. Yep. Um, Smoking hot on that. Yes. I thought they did a very interesting t- um, take with her. Um, she was she was sent to Earth to kind of look after her, look after Clark. Yep. Because... Uh, did she, she crypt on blow up? Yeah, but no, she was older. But when, uh, I guess she was in stasis during the trip. Oh. So when, um, and the, she, yeah, when she crashed to Earth... She was in stasis for, like, a long time. So when she finally emerged, Clark was actually older than her now. So, oh. nice little twist there. That is interesting. So. Too bad uh, Mike C is not here, because Mike would definitely give us the full half hour with yeah. an, a break in ice cream. So, uh, all right, number 19, Daredevil. Yeah. Um, and now, when I'm talking Daredevil, I am more specifically talking about the 1981 to 1983 Frank Miller Daredevil. Right. That was Electra as well, right? Uh, that yeah, was the Electra saga. Um, the Hand and Kingpin. And... At, at that time, all things considered, I think Daredevil was the best written comic book they had out there. And this yeah. is during the time of the brood, the X-Men Brood Wars. Yeah. Daredevil, in my mind, is one of the top three Marvel characters ever written. I, I love Daredevil. I, I think he just... No, it's... I mean... Okay, I can't. I'm not going to come out and say, "Oh, I can kind of identify with him." I can't identify with him. <laughs> You're not a blind lawyer. I'm not a blind lawyer who knows martial arts and can walk a tightrope. I, I don't have any, but I think he's a he's he was one of the first of the Marvel street level superheroes. You know, yeah. You know, and I I think they did a like Andy said. Frank Miller came up with some great characters. My favorite Marvel villain is Bullseye. I think Bullseye is yeah. great. I thought they did an awesome job yeah. with him, especially the fact that. You know, leading up to the post-death of Elektra. Right. She came back again, by the way. Well, yeah. it's Marvel. She's it's, always coming back. Yeah. Now. That trick never works. <laughs> no. But yeah, Bullseye is, is, is an awesome character, and the mm-hmm. fact that uh, Daredevil pretty much took him to the brink of death. Right. But didn't kill him. Yeah, but Bullseye was his... Bullseye was his equal. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Know? And then he died, and then they... Well, he no, he didn't die. Daredevil threw him off of a building, and he was paralyzed. And they infused his spine with adamantium, and now he's he's actually in the Dark Avengers now, posing as Hawkeye. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. I heard that. Oh boy, uh, but he's a, he's a, he's a really cool character. I, I must say, I did enjoy the Ultimate version of Daredevil. They, they had Ultimate Daredevil and Elektra arc. Yeah. It was like a five issue. Yeah, and that was actually a pretty. That was actually a very nice, well done arc. It was good. I mean, it was just. I mean, it was the same. Story for the most part, it's the same storyline. Because the thing with the Ultimates is usually it's a fairly similar. The Ultimate storyline it's usually a fairly similar story arc to the regular Marvel. They just throw in a, a twist here yeah. and there. It's, it's a little modernized, you know. Like the, you know, Nick Fury's black. Yeah. Um, you know, Colossus is gay. You know, just, just little little things like that. But I thought they did a good job considering they didn't change their powers. They didn't change the fact that they 
met in college. Right. You know, but, yeah, you know, I mean, Mike is definitely right. It was, they did a really good job. Of yeah. That. I also think, too, with, with Daredevil, I mean, you know, I'm glad the Ultimates kind of uh, resurrected him because I know he took a hit from the movie. The reputation of Daredevil took a big hit. And, you know, we've had this conversation before. Yeah, I didn't mind the movie, the movie isn't the worst thing ever made. It wasn't no. nearly as offensive as Elektra was. No. no Elektra no. was awful. No, yeah. Elektra isn't a strong enough character to have a movie. Right. I mean, you don't have to make every single superhero doesn't need a, a movie. No. I can pretty much guarantee... Oh, like Deadpool? <laughs> oh, no, see, you're hard on Deadpool. I like Deadpool. All right. But, you know, I mean, Marvel does... I'm telling you, the Wizard movie's coming. <laughs> It's going to be Pisser. Oh, shit. <laughs> nice. Put nice. Why don't you take 18, Jim? Oh, 18. Oh, yeah. Um, one of my least favorite superhero... Part of part of one of my least favorite superhero groups. They're just so friggin' mushy. The, the thing. You know, Stan Lee was walking to work one day, and he said, Jesus, I really need an idea for a superhero. And he walked, oh, walked near a construction site... And some guy screamed out, it's clobbering time. And he said, I know, I'll make a guy made out of rock. And he's going to be a, a foul, well, not foul mouth, but he's going to be kind of a palooka. Right. Boy, the 60s didn't have enough of characters like that, you know. <laughs> he, they just, I just find the, fan, the fantastic. The ultimate Fantastic Four is actually excellent. But yeah. the original, it's unreadable. It's just so goofy. You know, before they can go out to fight Dr. Doom... Susan Storm has to do her hair. Yeah. I mean, it's just really goofy. You know, they're all sitting around with martini glaze. It's just goofy. I don't like it. But the thing himself, I don't know. He was the guy that could put up against the Hulk every once in a while. He's strong. He's made out of rock. Uh. And they had his uh, famous rivalry with the Yancey Street Gang. Oh, yes, exactly. Yes. The, <laughs> a group of West Side Story-esque toughs because, versus the guy made of rock. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy with superhuman strength who can pick up a bus and fling it. I mean, why he didn't just throw a bus at them and squash them all and be done with it. I'm sorry. Whenever you whenever you say the, same, the term Yancey Street Gang, I always get like the cast of Brant in my head. <laughs> Rent. Or, you know, like a chorus line. That'd be like West Side Story, though. Just yeah. the, you know, da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, right. yeah, but they wouldn't be physically attacking the thing. They'd just be bitchy to them. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, now that brings up an excellent question that was brought up in Mall Rats. Um, the thing is covered in rock. Does that include his junk? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, He's got the rocky schlong. Oh, God. But, you know, I think you ought to get him some help. He seems to be really hung up on superhero sex organs. But you'll outgrow it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on before we just get more penis jokes <laughs> in. Number like, 17. The great kind of under underappreciated one of the uh, Justice League, The Flash. Well, the reason why was primarily because his, his superhuman speed was equal to Superman's. Superman essentially was the Swiss Army knife yeah. of the JLA. Yeah. you got to remember, though, too, Superhero- Superman was one of the very first superheroes. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the art of crafting a superhero has become a lot more scientific, I'm not scientific, but, it's you know, it's it's picked up speed in the last 75 years. I mean... Very nice term, term there. Yeah. Saying we're talking about the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> picked up speed, I didn't even mean Ooh, to do that. Nice, nice. Well, in, the, in that book I was reading, The Physics of Superheroes, I mean, they bring up the fact that essentially what happened to Barry Allen was he was sit, standing in a room near a window in a room filled with chemicals, 
and he was struck by lightning, and the chemical splashed on him at the same time. That gave him his superpowers. Yeah. Um, many years later, Kid Flash. Yeah. The same thing happened. Well, what's the thing? I mean, the Flash is a very overused formula. He can run fast. Right. And the thing is, he, you know, Andy's right. He's underappreciated because he's the least interesting. I mean, you know, you got Superman. Well, you know, Superman is. Superman, the ultimate. Superman. Batman's yeah. a real cool character. He doesn't have superpowers, but he, you know, he can do. He's a uses his brain. He, he has a different arc to him. Where the Flash, he just runs fast. It's yep. like, hey, I need a pizza and I'm hungry. I want it now. Okay, send out the Flash. <laughs> there have been oh, four great, Flashes bad. too. Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, they have got been. Jay Garrick, uh, Barry Allen, Barry Allen, Wally West, and oh, who is the current one? I have no idea. I have uh, no earthly clue who no, that is. No, there's at least one or two more. Uh, the one who was uh, Kid Flash. Right. He's oh, now yeah, the right. Flash. Do you guys have any thoughts on the TV show? Remember the TV show from the 19... The uh, no, the only one who would would be Mike Cicerone. And no. he would say it's not that bad. Yeah. It I, was different. You know. I thought some of the episodes had merit. Um, it, um, I mean, Mark Hamill as... As the, a jokester? As yeah, the jokester I, I, I can deal with that. The jokester? Yeah. yeah. Not the before Joker. He, before he was the Joker. Yeah. Um, I mean, the thing with the show, that first episode, the pilot episode was awesome. Yes. Um, I think they did a good job of explaining why he had, like, the big muscle suit, which is just pretty much, well, Batman was able to do it, let's yeah. do it too. Um, where they just said, well, you know, with the amount of friction that you're causing, all your other clothes just burn off here, right. so we don't have to see your piece. Um, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice, just to interject, wouldn't it be nice if they had a super, like, a realistic superhero, like, Dunlap belly guy, where the <laughs> belly's hanging over his belt? Beer gut man. The incredible gunt. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, but I mean, realistically speaking, anytime I, I t- refer to the Flash TV show now, yeah. it's usually when I have to describe why I got so upset with sci-fi over canceling MST. Well, they had to make more room for Flash reruns. They had to make more room for V reruns. They had to make more room for, you know, whatever. You, you name a terrible sci-fi show. Interesting little trivia about the Flash, though. In the Justice League cartoon, The Flash is voiced by Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor in Smallville. Hmm. Interesting. Not really. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right, number 16. John Constantine. Yeah. Um, The Hellraiser. Is that what his name? Hellblazer. Uh, Yeah. Hell something or other. Yeah, Hellblazer, I think. Uh, This actually got more than one vote, which was interesting. All I know about it is that Keanu Reeves played him in a movie. I have no other idea. What well, is he the son of is. Satan? Because there's like 18 superheroes that are the son of Satan. No, I, I guess like... Devil's he, been busy. I guess <laughs> he like made a deal with like some supernatural forces where like he can't die or if he dies he creates like a war between heaven and hell for some reason. Ah. That's about the limit of what I know. Really? So people picked him over Spawn, which doesn't show up not only on our list, nobody voted for Spawn. Yeah, because in the movie, the John Leguizamo character pulls out under his underwear <laughs> and there's a skid mark on it. That, uh. to me, disqualifies him immediately. Uh, I, I still prefer Keanu Reeves over J- John Leguizamo, because John Leguizamo was in Super Mario Brothers. Keanu Reeves was in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That puts him one ahead in my book. Yeah, and uh, Rachel Weiss was actually in Constantine as well, which I can totally get behind because yeah. there's an awesome chance she'll be the next Catwoman. Ooh, that'd be nice. I can live with that. Yeah. So, um, Jim, why don't you take number uh, 15? Oh, 15. Well, uh, our number 15 is Nightcrawler. 
I, you know, from what I read and from what it looked like, they weren't a hundred percent sure what to do with Nightcrawler because if you noticed in the fir- in the Giant Size X Men number one, I don't believe he does any teleporting. I believe he just kind of, I mean, he's a mutant because he's a freak and he looks like the devil. They weren't a hundred percent sure what to do with him. Um, so I mean, he's an interesting character, and in that I mean, his powers aren't that in- interesting, but they, his personal character is really cool. You know, he's a. Uh, He's a he's a he's a, a very spiritual person. He you know he's a priest, yeah. Um, or he's, he's a devout Catholic. He's a devout yeah. Catholic, and I think that's a really cool uh, that that makes him more interesting. Yeah. Just the superpower. I mean, the super you know yeah he's an acrobatic guy. Gee, you don't have fifty thousand of those, and he right. can teleport. Right. But I mean, I think the fact that they they put that in. They did put the teleportation in Giant Size X Men number one though, but it was like, like two or three times. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. They didn't really push it. You know. I mean. No. You, you re- I mean because. What they were doing, I think, I think Stan Lee and a lot of the, you know, uh, Chris Claremont and all those guys, what they were doing was they were trying to figure out which guys they wanted to keep and which guys right. they didn't think they were going to make. And there's one guy who almost didn't make it. We'll talk about later on. But, uh-huh. um, but it, you know, right. the name isn't Thunderbird. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. always... I got rid of in the second <sighs> issue. I've always enjoyed Nightcrawler. Um, yeah. I, I loved Alan Cumming. Oh, absolutely. In X2. I thought he did yeah. an awesome job. Yeah, he was perfect. I mean... You know, the thing is, because Nightcrawler's always been somebody else's favorite character. Yeah. You know, it's it's never been my favorite character, but it's always been someone else's favorite character. In fact, um, I remember in college, uh, Geek Salad listener Kent actually uh, had a, uh, a Nightcrawler figure back when they were putting out the first line of Marvel uh, action heroes, which, mm. if I was ten years old, I would have been in heaven. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, I gotta agree with Jim here. I, I mean, as far as the powers and go... He's, you know, dime, dime a dozen. Yeah. But his is his personality makes him stand out. Yeah. Well, just he's, yeah, it's just his, it's his background. It's a yeah, it's a, a it's an interesting unique. background. Plus the whole connection between him and Mystique and all that. Yep. Yep. And the fact that he, I mean, even though he's a very spiritual person, he was raised by sorceresses. Yeah. Uh, now, do you guys remember the Bamf? Oh yes. The Bamf, which essentially was the um, like Pride sm- fantasy version. Yeah, like a version. little Smurf version of Nightcrawler. Again, the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the Bamps because they're just... Hey, everybody likes the Care Bears. Let's have a cute, cuddly <laughs> little demon. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Uh, Mike. Number number 14, Storm. Another member of the X-Men. Yep. Uh, yeah, I... Um, for, for the longest time, she was actually the leader of the X-Men. Yeah, exactly. Even after she lost her powers... Saving Rogue, who strangely didn't make this list. I know. Yeah. Stanley said, "We gotta get a fresh new look." Hey, I just saw Wendy O. Williams in the video. <laughs> Let's put her in. There we go. Um, I mean, Storm is Storm is like the equivalent to Walnuts. She's nobody's favorite, right? Um, but she's always there and she's always reliable. Always, yeah, exactly. However, never really carried that much of a storyline on her own, like a, like a multi-issue. No, not on her own storyline. She, she was always like a big part of other it's people's storylines. That's actually story not lines. true. All right, which... That's not true. Uh, what's his name? Shadow King. Oh, that's oh. right. The Shadow King was her, her, okay. her story. No, she's, you know, yeah, her power... She's got pretty cool powers. Yeah, she's got manipulate weather. Yeah, I mean, she's not particularly funny or witty or anything like that, but um, I think they actually... The best thing they could have done... She was getting very stale. The best thing they could have done was taken her off, taken her out of the X-Men, and they actually married her to the Black... Panther. She's now right. the Queen of Wakanda now. Right. Which is, you know, I didn't see that coming. I thought that was actually a pretty cool no, thing to do. Uh, in fact, during, during like the, uh, I think the late 80s, early 90s, they were really building up her relationship with Forge. Yeah. 
Yeah, they did that. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it better, honestly, when she didn't have powers. Yeah. I could have done without the whole Mohawk leader of the Morlocks yeah, thing. Yeah, that, that, was, that was disturbing. But the thing is, with, with Storm, um, primarily, is like especially with the movies, I know Halle Berry threatened to leave after <laughs> X2 because she wanted, you know, she wanted more of a, a Storm-centric storyline, and I think like everybody laughed at her and threw their, their, their half-eaten Chinese... You had a sex scene with Billy Bob Thornton. Shut up, lady. <laughs> and then she went on to do Catwoman and came back with her tail between her legs. Literally, yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, did you read these comic books? You know that Storm doesn't really have a centric, you know, a Storm-centric thing in X-Men any of these stories. for years are built around... Cyclops, Jean Grey, and, and Wolverine. Wolverine. That's yeah. who it is. And Professor Xavier and his... Magneto's a more se- central character than Storm uh-huh. is. Yes, exactly. Magneto was leader of the X-Men for quite some time. Actually. Then I'll use Cerebro to get Magneto! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. With yeah, Aurora. <laughs> check out Rift Tracks X-Men if you get the chance, because you'll get the joke. Number 13, uh, Hawkeye. Yeah. I love Hawkeye. Hawkeye to me is like the intercontinental champion of he- of B list heroes. Yeah. Um, the guy the guy is just nothing more than a great archer. Mm-hmm. He's a wise ass. Originally a villain for Iron Man. Yep, that's true. One of one of Iron Man's unbelievably lame villains. Yep. But he turned into a decent hero. But actually, he was teamed up with I think Black Widow, wasn't he? No, Mockingbird. Oh, they, they actually got married. Uh, he headed up the West Coast Avengers. Everybody's banged Black Widow. <laughs> that's that's true. And I think everyone's banged M- Mockingbird, too, if I'm not mistaken. But, I mean, Hawkeye's just a, a cool guy. He's just... He's like Wolverine, but you wouldn't be too too scared to take him home to meet your, your folks. He's like kind of a combination of Wolverine and Spider-Man without the powers. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Now, I was... I actually was very... Very upset when they killed him during um, Avengers Disassemble. Oh yeah, he's alive. Yep. Okay. Now is that is that true? Because you were saying that someone else is posing as him. No, uh, no, they... no. He's alive. He's actually um, the Norman Osborn in the Dark Reign um, arc has a group of Dark Avengers. But what he's doing is it's really the Thunderbolts. So to to keep. You know the, the villains. Well, yeah, they, they're trying to hide the fact that they're actually really villains. They dress up Bullseye. Like Hawkeye. Oh, gotcha. But Hawkeye's alive. He's actually Ronin right now. He's dressed yeah. up in a like a ninja outfit. Oh yeah, because I remember I did read one issue where uh, kind of during Civil War, um, Hawkeye was uh, a girl. No, not <laughs> no, a, no, young event. Yeah, no, young right adventure. In. Yeah, um, but uh, I guess Iron uh, Tony dressed Hawkeye up when when he discovered that Clint was still alive. He dressed him up as Captain America. He was trying to get him to be the new Captain America. Hmm. But after their um, encounter with the Young Avengers, where um, you know the new the young girl Hawkeye saying like I took this name to honor that you know because they didn't know that it was Clint was still alive, says I took that name to honor the to honor this guy, and that kind of got Clint to thinking, and he's like I'm not going to be I'm not going to be Captain America. You're Captain America. I'm Hawkeye. Yeah. Well, no. you know what? I, I was, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say the reason why I kind of like Hawkeye. His first appearance is uh, Tales of Suspense, number 57, September 1964. Thank you, Marvel Encyclopedia. <laughs> um, what I liked about him was he was one of the first Marvel superheroes that was not super-powered. Right. He's one yeah. of the very first, because yeah. if you really think about it, because he's, you know, the first Marvel comic book was Fantastic Four. Yeah. And, you know, and then really, I mean, they started, you know, then the Hulk and then the X-Men, and 
know, the Avengers show up, he was one of the first guys who actually didn't have it. And that was a cool way, because if you think about it, that opens up the door. But even more so right. than someone like Tony Stark is Iron Man, who, you know, his yeah, but his gives suit, him superpowers. Yeah, no, it's different, though. I mean, yeah, he, right. this, this guy is, is a superhero based on his athletic talent. Yeah, All right. absolutely. And he's a lot more, he's a lot more likable than uh, Green Arrow. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Well, not only that, he has far less ridiculous oh. arrows. <laughs> well, that, yeah, yeah, Green Arrow. I mean, you're waiting for just Friar Tuck and these other... <laughs> now, well, you, look! You guys have heard who uh, is potentially going to be cast as Hawkeye. In Jimmy the Dynamite movie. Walker? Oh, I wish, I wish. Uh, Jeremy Renner from The Hurt Locker. And when okay. I was watching The Hurt Locker, I had already known that they were thinking about casting him. I could totally see it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know him, so... Yeah, oh, well, check out The Hurt Locker, because you'll be like... Yeah, definitely. No, he... I have zero issue with this. Right. All right, moving on. Number, Number 12 tw- on our list. I, I really do like this I character. Too. I think he's... Um, I, I like it because it's Deadpool, and I like I, I really like the Weapon X characters. I think it's a really, really good... Um, I'm, I'm trying not to use the word arc as much as I have because <laughs> I've been using arc, but it's a really good storyline. You know, it's it, obviously most people know, if you're listening to this, you... I'm sure you do know, um, Weapon X is the team, the covert team that developed Wolverine and I believe Lady Deathstrike and um, Deadpool. And I just, I think he's got a cool power. Uh, You know, I like the fact that, you know, he's this typical wise-ass superhero, you know. I mean, he can teleport a little bit and he's got a healing factor and, you know, he's great with... um, martial arts and weapons and stuff like that but the fact that they actually make him deformed to me is actually kind of cool you know what they've done marvel in my mind has done a good job in the last few years and and, you know deadpool's no um is certainly falls into this category i should say is that most of their characters have a little bit of a twist to them and that's deadpool's no he's deformed he was part of a his his um experiment went wrong and now he's you know he's, he's malformed yeah and to you know to com- combat his inadequacies, he he is wisecracking all the time. But he, I mean, he he kicks some ass. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a cool hero. Now, how do you think that movie's going to go? Now that Ryan Reynolds is, I mean, he was. They've already signed him for for Deadpool as well as Green Lantern, which we'll get to. Uh, well, oops, spoiler alert. Sorry, everybody. Um, well, I mean, I watched Wolverine. I th- did he didn't he die? He will if you if you watch the pre the post credit sequence. All right, hold on a sec, Mike. Spoiler alert! Oh yes. Yeah, All right, go ahead. Uh, the post credit sequence shows his you know his head next to his body and his, and his eyes snap open. And he goes like shh. Oh. So yeah, he, I guess he regenerates. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's crazy. I mean, it's cool, and they they team him up with Cable a lot, who yeah. I love. Yeah, Cable's yeah. a great character too. Didn't make it on here. Uh, he, he was on my he was, he was close. He yeah. was cussed. Anyways, but they, they team him up, and he's a good foil for Cable. Yeah. So I, I, I like him a lot. He's The comic book Cable and Deadpool is one of the more underrated comic books yeah. uh, Marvel has. The thing I like most about Deadpool is that he he takes, like, all, you know, you've got plenty of wise, wise-ass wise characters. Oh, yeah, 90% oh, he, of them he, are. He, he takes it to the extreme. He breaks the fourth wall. He will talk to the audience, and he'll make j- all the jokes that, like, all the writers want to make. In the real world. Well, there was that great thing that I saw online. I think you showed it to me. The thing yeah. with uh, Deadpool shooting the guy in the head because he refused to admit how terrible the Star Wars prequels right. were. Oh, I, th- I thought Jar Jar Brinks was a pretty good character. Bam! And then the other guy was like, Jar Jar sucks! Jar Jar sucks! <laughs> so, uh, Mike. Yeah, number 11. 
the big female character of the DC Universe, Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, this is a, this is an interesting character because she has gone through, I think, more character development than any character yeah. has in the DC Universe. Right. Um, uh, created by a guy who, who... Who believed in multiple marriages in, and, in bigamy. And, and believed in bondage. Yes. Big time. Somebody it's, liked Betty Page a little bit. Yeah. Well, if you, if you actually read some of those old uh, Wonder Woman comic books... Yeah. Almost every episode ended up with her getting like you know put put across someone's knee and spanked. Yeah, the only way you could uh, stop her powers was if you bound her hands together in a you know bondage you know chain them. Essentially, together. yeah, you had a hog tire pretty yeah. much. Robert Crumb would have really liked her. Yeah, she um, then developed into you know in the 1960s she was more you know more one of those now women. Yeah. Um. Always kind of been female Superman. Yeah, in a sense. You know, yeah. without the without the laser vision. Um, the the super cold breath, the uh, other thousand ridiculous powers that Superman actually has. Right. Well, no, she's. I think she was the first. I mean, before there was, you know, I mean, there was a feminist feminist movement, but she was truly, you know, a, a real pioneer for that yeah. movement in terms yeah. of in terms of comic book. I know, I, I not the mainstream America, but she is. Clearly, one of the most recognizable superheroes on the face oh, of the planet. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows who Wonder Woman. Absolutely. Even my four-year-old daughter knows who Wonder Woman is. Right. You know? And I think, I think, and this is just you know, this might sound trite, but I think it's the use of using the word "woman" instead of "girl." Yeah. You know, because like, there is the, a Wonder Girl as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, just poor man's young teenage version. Yeah. Of, like, oh, we got to come up with another character. Okay, we have Turd Man. Yeah. <laughs> I know Turd Boy. Yay! <laughs> Give him a paycheck. But um, honestly, I mean, when you compare the female characters of DC to Marvel, DC wins hands down. Uh, Marvel really has no. I don't agree. Recognize well, it doesn't really uh, have a, a one woman type character. Um, I think yeah, Mike is right with that, based on the yeah, fact that a Wonder Woman's the, the only one. Uh, I know you dig the Huntress, but the, yeah, but, I didn't but, know who the Huntress. No, but I mean, there's also Batgirl, Supergirl, all these. Ones right. that can really stand uh, But in terms, I, I think what Mike's saying is that in terms of the really iconic, indisputably yeah. okay. iconic characters. More recognizable, I guess that's right. I don't think they're more interesting because Marvel has a ton of female yeah. characters. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Who are really interesting. But, I mean, most recognizable female character for Marvel is probably Sue Storm. Who, yeah, who was played by Jessica Alba, and that's really all people will know yeah. her for is being played by Jessica yeah. Alba. Yeah, yes, you're right. Yeah. But, yeah, no, yeah, Mike's, Mike's right with that. And. I mean, the best story I ever read with Wonder Woman was in um, Final Crisis. No, not Final Crisis, but uh, oh crap! Why can't I remember? I never, never can remember this damn thing. Kingdom Come. Oh yes. I was like leaning back, looking at the, my books, like where the hell is it? Kingdom Come, because she was coming to a crossroads where she could either accept being just part of the Amazon hierarchy right. and living in a peaceful existence, or becoming a warrior. And in the end, she chose to become a warrior. And, um, Didn't see that coming. No, yeah, no, and it, it was an excellent story for her. Mm. And I'm glad they got rid of her invisible jet because yeah. that's really not what I want to look up in well, the no, sky. She's seeing a woman, she you know, squatting. Yeah, yeah, but she also has the invisible jet. Yeah, and, and the uh, actually the the um, DC animated movie of Wonder Woman was actually really good. Yeah. Now yeah. live action because I know Warner's announced that they want to try to do a yeah. superhero movie a year now. 
This has got to be high up on the list. It's got to be. Any additional thoughts as to who you would want to see play Wonder Woman? Because God knows that list is getting small. I I pray every single day that Megan Fox get drop kicked right out the window for that. Well, if it was mid nineties, Lucy Lawless would have been. Oh, absolutely. Beautiful. I mean, but, uh, well, remember back in like the, Zena was Wonder Woman, honestly. Remember yeah. the beginning of the two thousands? I mean, there was a lot of talk about China getting that. Oh, just what they want a horse faced Wonder Woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I honestly think that if I were to cast that today, it would still be Katie Sackhoff. Katie Sackhoff, or actually Elizabeth Mitchell could pray. Uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Mitchell's a little too old. And I think you mentioned one yeah, before Yeah, Katie Sackhoff could pull it off. Yeah, that'd be the, other, the only other person, and I think, Mike, this was your choice back when we were talking superhero movies a while ago, was Kate Beckinsdale. Yeah, Kate Beckinsdale. Not she's tall enough. Old too. Not tall enough. Yeah, Wonder Woman's going to be board. tall. Nah, Wonder Woman's going to be tall. But I like, I like I like Katie Sackhoff. I like that too. She's got the nerd cred. She's yeah. tough. If um, it was the seventies, Esther Roll would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and I hope they do resurrect the old seventies uh, Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman theme. The world is waiting here for you. Spins around and all right, magically changes. Guys, we're in the top ten. All right, all right. Let's uh, start number ten. Rorschach. This city's afraid of me. I've seen its true face. The streets are extended gutters, and the gutters are full of blood. And when the drains finally scab over, all the vermin will drown. The accumulated filth of all their sex and murder will foam up around their waists. And all the whores and politicians will look up and shout, Save us. And I'll whisper, No. Yes, from... From Watchmen. The absolute best character of Watchmen, too. Mm. Oh, by far. Absolutely. He was... Well, the guy in the Dighty was pretty cool. The bad guy, (laughs) you know, with that strange cat. He was all right. What I liked about Rorschach was, well, first of all, when they were casting the movie, they definitely took, like, the best actor they could find to get Jackie Earl Haley was awesome. Incredible. No powers. No. None um, of them had powers, except for... Well, something... Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan Dr. Manhattan, he's the only one. But, um... Not only did he not have any powers, essentially he had no rules. Right. And, um... Like a Chili's burger. <laughs> <laughs> they showed him, I mean, they just pretty much showed him take the law into his own hands. Right. And even after they arrested him, he was more dangerous in jail without oh, yeah, the mask than he was... Ripping the... All with, the, uh, well, the throw the fry grease into that guy's face. Mm. Oh, that was rough. Well, see, what I liked about him, the fact, okay, the fact that he's a vigilante, this 65... Thousands. Thousand. Yeah. I mean, the one who's coming up next is a vigilante. Yeah. What I liked about him was his stoicism. Every He was very stoic, you know, right. except, you know, there's a couple times when he's not, but everything is done with a very cool calmness about him that I, I, I did like. You know, the scene when um, in, in, the, in the jail when he kills that midget. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, he just, it, it, just the way he stalks him and the way he... Just kind of walks him into the bathroom and stuffs his head in the toilet. <laughs> he does it very... He has a very cool demeanor about him. He's very uh, slick. Right. Yeah. And even it's interesting, too, because he doesn't really use a lot of weapons. He, the only, like, real kind of superhero type thing he has is that grappling hook. Yeah. But everything else, I mean, they, they show him using bug spray and a lighter. And Yeah, but I bet that mask smells. Oh. People don't want to get anywhere near him. Yeah, uh, it, he was awesome, and I I thought they did an awesome job in the movie. No, they just really they did they did the, the book justice with mm. him. Oh, I lo- I thought the whole movie was good. I know most oh, yeah. people didn't, but I yeah, I, I, loved I loved it, it too. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. So, um, Mike, you want to take number nine? All right, number nine, Punisher. 
certain extreme situations, the law is inadequate. In order to shame its inadequacy, it is necessary to act outside the law, to pursue natural justice. This is not vengeance. Revenge is not a valid motive, it's an emotional response. No, not vengeance. Punishment. Okay, right. uh, another vigilante. Yes. Another man done wrong by the system. <laughs> well, he wasn't done wrong by the system, he, he was... Done wrong by... The, again, right. the mob. Right, yeah. let's start talking about done wrong. Uh, three movies... Yeah. <laughs> Two of which I enjoy. All right. Thank yep. You very and you much. Have, we had this conversation last week that yes. after all the belly aching from everybody about how all the past Punisher movies weren't that good because they weren't really the Punisher, they finally give you a movie with the Punisher doing what Punisher does, and everyone pissed and moaned about it. Yeah. Hey, I got an idea. Let's get Thomas Jane, a blonde, <laughs> throw some shoe polish in his hair. Grr, instant Punisher. Great. Hey, we need a villain. We need a real macho, manly villain. Oh, good. Travolta. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just, well, he smokes a pipe, and oh, that should be that threatening enough. That's true. Yeah. But, Awful. Awful. Yeah, um, Punisher is comics have been uh, highs and lows. Like Absolutely. Crazy. Well, do you remember in the seventies? Essentially, that whole outfit with the skull is yeah. is really just a spandex outfit, with, oh, yeah. just to make him look. He kind of looked goofy. He fought Spider Man in his first. Yeah, you, yeah, he was a Spider Man villain. Worked for the. Yeah, but they they eventually moved him to Daredevil. He fights Daredevil. Oh yeah, mainly. which works better, I think. And Actually, then, there's a Daredevil Punisher series. It was considered. It's just called Daredevil and Punisher. It's a six issue limited series. I think it came out in the early 2000s. It's mm-hmm. real good. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, in the in the 90s, they made him like a supernatural hunter of the <laughs> angels, fallen angels or something. Frank Castle, vampire hunter. Yeah, he had like a magic gun or something. Yeah, oh, but they, they, kind of, they kind of brought him back, though. Yeah, they, they for the for the for he, you know, well, they, they dumped that arc and they, oh, jeez, they, they used they it gave, again. They yeah, gave it to Gar- uh, Garth Ellis, Ennis? Well, what they did was they kind of brought him back more into play in the Civil War storyline. Yeah. He comes, he joins uh, Captain America's anti registration. Oh, yeah, then, then goes group. ahead and murders yeah, like he, half the villains. Yeah, he kills half the villains and he gets his clock cleaned by Captain America. Yeah, Captain America kicks him out again. Yeah. Um, do, do, but do you remember, like, when the Punisher really hit big? Was, yeah, it was right, yeah, mid 80s, right around the time Rambo came around. Yeah. And just, like, the whole, you know, I'll settle my arguments with this machine gun. And this machine gun. <laughs> I, and, you know, that's... Yeah, he really, he really played up big to the whole 80s mentality of not of wanting, to, uh, wanting to go against the system. Exactly. Do whatever's necessary. Well, and not only that, he's one of the... He, there In a whole series that Marvel likes to do um, of, you know, the street-level superhero guys yeah. like, like Iron like Fist Daredevil. and Luke Cage yeah. and Daredevil and Punisher. You know, more of those urban street fighter type guys who... I guess people identify with more than the vision, you know. Yeah. I mean, they they can identify with the pun- Punisher. I guess you can you can identify with the android. No, well, hey, come on, he's a woman banging android. Not yeah. anymore. Yeah, they finally saw that. Ooh, that's creepy. Let's move on. <laughs> well, at least it's not the Ultimates. Uh, getting off track here with the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Incest hey, is look, best. That's a family tree that doesn't branch. <laughs> Gene Poole that needs some skimming. <laughs> hey, are we, if we're moving on, no, no, yeah. keep, keep, uh, go, go I gotta say, I used to, I, I never could stand this guy, but number eight, I've actually grown to really like him over the past yeah. few years, is the Hulk. <laughs> 
searching for a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. Then an accidental overdose of gamma radiation alters his body chemistry. And now when David Banner grows angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs. The Hulk is boring. His super, I mean, he's, he's a big green guy, but what they've done is they put people like a bad wrestler, they put good characters around him and they craft the story around. Like right now they got that whole Red Hulk storyline right. and it's I you know I, I didn't think I was going to like it because it's it's the new you know the first volumes of Hulk came out in the, the, the early 60s but now they've actually this is a new yeah. right. comic and it's it's really 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 well done I mean they, they still have a lot of the main characters but they change things up and you know and of course at the end of every issue Hulk says Hulk smash Hulk strongest of all and Hulk freak out and Puny humans. Yeah, puny humans. Originally, the Hulk only changed when it went night. And and honestly, my favorite Marvel miniseries of all time is World War Hulk. It is so good. The backstory of that is he, um, the Illuminati, which is was a you know a a a conclave of the of the smartest you know uh, Marvel and most powerful Marvel superheroes. Decide that after the latest Hulk rampage, he is he needs to be taken care of. They don't want to kill him, so they stick him in a satellite and they shoot him into outer space. And he lands on this planet and just you know they thought they're going to land him on this you know desolate husk, and they land him on another planet. And you know to make a long story short, he gets a spaceship and comes back to Earth, and he just starts <laughs> mopping the floor yeah. with people. It is it is so seriously. If you haven't read it, read it. It's it's read it. I'm sorry. It's it's one yeah. of the best. Um, miniseries I've ever seen, but they, they've always done a good job putting people around him. No, definitely, definitely. I mean, outside of, like, say, Rick Jones, who is... <laughs> oh, no, Rick Jones and the Teen Squad. <laughs> Seriously, I wish a, a, a communist sleeper cell took them out in the 60s. They were horrible. But Dr. Samson. Doc Samson. No, Doc Samson's cool. You know, yeah, the, the, yeah. his villains are great. The Abomination's a great villain. Mm. This Red Hulk, like I said before, he's great. He's, he's stronger than the Hulk, and he's smarter. Mm. You know... I, I personally think that the Hulk really... I mean, he started falling off in, like, the 90s, and he was just always just kind of Hulk smash. Well, they all fell off in the 90s, but yeah, you're yeah, right. But then early... I he's think, smart, he's stupid, he's gray, he's black, who knows? Either either late 90s or early early, early aughts, they, um, they, I got, the, got a new writer for him, and it centered more on Banner. Mm, and right. that actually... I mean, when they started making it more of a human instead of... This big monster. What, is it when you talk when they they started talking about Banner's split personalities, and then the Hulk started when he would change. It depending on I, I believe it was depending on his mood. It would like there was one Hulk. He was gray. He yeah. was like Joe Fixit. You know what oh, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about. So it's I, I like him. Yeah. yeah, I've always been a big Hulk fan. My favorite Hulk though is is not even a, the Marvel Hulk, but more the the Twisted Toy Fair Theater Hulk, where Hulk <laughs> is unbelievably stupid. <laughs> What about um the robot chicken Hulk? It's the same, pretty much the same Hulk. Uh, is done. <laughs> he just pisses into the sink. <laughs> well, the thing with like the Hulk walking the dogs, it's like, hey, gee, Hulk, I don't see the dogs. Then they like cut to the panel behind the Hulk, where it's just like these two leashes and like these two streaks of blood. <laughs> um. All right, moving on. Number seven, Wolverine. Way too low for Wolverine, by the way. Yeah. Oh, you don't. Want a piece of fruit? Um, I knew he was going to be on The there. first, in my mind, the first 
true anti-hero. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the first yeah. guy that... And the funny story about it was they were ready to drop him. They didn't like him. They were just they were gonna they were gonna get rid of him, and they were they just felt that he was gonna be a weak link to the X Men. And I'm telling you right now, if they ever did that, that comic book wouldn't have lasted. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that Dave Cockrum did a great job writing his writing his his character. He did, but Cockrum, in my mind, it was John Byrne. John oh, Byrne in X Men 109 when they bring Alpha Flight back. A little shout out to my Canadian friends out there. They bring Alpha Fight back to bring you know to to, to capture Wolverine. That's when things really stood. They actually gave him his own storyline. Other than that, he was just the grouchy guy in the buckskin jacket. He didn't want to go out and have a beer with his buddies. And say what you will about Joe Quesada now, but um, the the original Wolverine origin story. Yep, they wrote fantastic. Awesome. Uh, it, it filled in a lot I of the blanks. Oh, you still have that? Have okay, wow. That's that's an awesome story. Check out the origin. Mm-hmm. But i got to tell you, the best Wolverine story ever told is the uh, Frank Miller 1982 four-issue limited series. Nope. It used to be. It's not anymore. The, the second Wolverine volume that, that it was, it came out maybe like three or four years ago. Mike probably knows what I'm talking about. They turn him bad. He gets um, captured by oh, Hydra. Yeah, they right. kill him and they bring him back. That's right. And he go and it's a big multi-title um, story. And he goes out and he goes after. They send him after all the main superheroes to you know to kill. Yeah. Him. He goes after the Fantastic Four, and it's it's one of the best stories I've ever I've ever written. Mm. I've ever. It's certainly the best Wolverine story I've yeah. ever, I've right, ever read. Check that out. You have it. I have it online. Well, I'll have to, have to view that at some point. And do you know what? Um, the creator was uh, Len Wein. Was it? Yeah. yeah. You know what his original origin for Wolverine was? No, he no. was a tap dancer. No, he was a a um, Wolverine in human form. He was literally a Wolverine. Oh God! Yeah. God. A Wolverine God. that was instead of a human that was mutated. Later on, they came up with Wolvesbane. Hey, let's. Yeah. yeah. Instead of a Wolverine, uh, instead of a human that was mutated, it was a Wolverine that was mutated. Congratulations, Mike. You just found our stupid, stupid for this week. Yes. Stupid! Stupid! Um, yeah, I just, you know... Really? Dumber than the Wizard? Huh? Dumber than the Wizard? It just, no, I'm sorry, that Len Wein origin it just, oh. deser- just deserves the moniker of stupid, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I just Wolverine has always been one of my favorite characters. Um, you know, I understand why there are certain comic book fans that don't like him, only right. because it's... Really? Are there? It, it's, um, he's, ki- he's kind of over... over lit. Yeah, exactly. They, they pulled his character back a little bit. He's not quite as certain. A little as he bit, used but there was a joke that you know, going back to Toy Fair Theater again, they would make about Wizard Magazine all the time. It's just like we can't keep. We don't know who this five-year-old boy is in Ottawa, Canada, in, in uh, 1892, but we just can't keep, keep, keep. We just can't keep him off our covers. Uh, this is Flash co- com- uh, Flash cartoon. I've got to show you guys. It's it's kind of making. It's kind of a mockery of the whole X Men, but it's. Um, they like break up into into three teams. Yeah. One of them's got to deal with the Dark Phoenix. One of them's got to deal with the Brotherhood, and one of them's got to take a, an adventure in the in the Europe, off in Europe somewhere. Yeah, and Wolverine is in every every <laughs> team. Yeah. And when they, it's like, and Wolverine, you're going to Europe as well. No, wait, just a moment there. <laughs> now, I, I from what I have to understand, the next Wolverine movie is going to take place in Japan, which is good. Uh, it's either going to be. I, I think it's Mad Rapport. Okay. That's um, 
that's where a lot of the first, you know, the first series of Wolverine that came out. It takes right. a lot of it, like the beginning of it, takes place in Madripoor. I would when just, he has an eye patch. Oh god! I would just like to see a Wolverine movie where they don't need to surround him with other mutants because right. it just they really do. It, especially with Origins, I enjoyed Origins, but I felt like they were trying to fill in a lot of holes with a lot of those characters. Well, that's the whole point. After um, like Will I House am. of M, after House of M, he gets all his. Me- I believe it's that he got all his memories yeah, back. Right. right. He did. Right, but that's the thing, though, is that they're making these movies for people that haven't read those books. Well, you know, it, you know, if he goes to Japan, he's going to face against the Silver S- Samurai. It'll be Samurai, and well, I don't know if they bring, yeah, Deathstrike probably. Yeah, I don't know if they'll do that. Well, no, he can't because they brought um, they Deathstrike her. in. Yeah, she's in the second one. Right. Uh, Captain America, number Boy six, Scout, the Boy Scout of Marvel, and he is bow your heads and oh wait a minute, he's alive again. Never oh, mind. Yes. <laughs> How dare you, Marvel? In America, throws its mighty shield. All those who chose to oppose his shield must yield. If he's led to a fight and a duel is due, then the red and the white and the blue will come through when Captain America throws his mighty shield. Played by, going to be played by Chris Evans. Okay, let's let's get the discussion of Chris Evans out of the way first. Yeah. Um. I'm completely on board, even though I hate double dipping. Yeah, I hate it when this is like the same thing with uh, Ryan Reynolds, um, where you know, or, or even Halle Berry for that matter. You're only allowed you to get, play one well, you superhero. You're allowed to play one superhero, and that's it. You're that superhero forever. Right. Well, that, I mean, if they're really rebooting Fantastic Four, no, I agree. Then. Billy Zane only played the Phantom. That's, that's it. That's true. <laughs> and you know what? Do you want to see him in an X Men movie? Yes. <laughs> As Magneto. Captain Spare Tire. <laughs> Run! Um, yeah, I, I'm, co- I'm completely on board with that, considering some of the casting decisions. Yeah. The only reason why I'm really on board with it is the fact that Channing Tatum didn't get it. <laughs> Thank you, Jeebus. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see Chris Evans. I mean, I he's... If, if they can manage to get him to not play up his kind of sarcastic personality that they always seem to give him, well, did you ever see him in uh, the movie Sunshine? No. Um, a Danny Boyle movie with Cillian Murphy. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was on Sci-Fi Channel once, and everybody I knew watched it all at the same time. It, like a Sunday evening, just nothing else on. <laughs> but Chris Evans played the captain of that ship, and he was completely no-nonsense. Oh, so he's completely capable of doing it. That's good. But, um, yeah, I mean... Well, he played... The only thing I've ever seen him in is... He was the Human Torch, and the Human Torch is sarcastic. So right. It's... But he was also in not another teen movie. That's right, he was. Uh-huh. And he had he made himself a bikini of Cool Whip. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, now on to the character itself. Look, I mean, you can't compare his character to a lot of the contemporary guys. He's made in the 40s. Right. Right. Um, you know, in a time, I mean, he was made literally during, right after World War II. There, people's reasons for making superheroes are completely different than today. So, right, I mean, absolutely. You can't really say, oh, geez, Captain America, a guy with a star. I with used to... I used poking to, out of his mask. I used to hate his comic books, but I actually, the newer ones with the Winter Soldier and when he, he yeah. died are actually some are pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, um... I mean, I, I'm, I'm one of these guys that's kind of on the fence with Captain America. I like Captain America a lot. I got a lot of respect for him. Yeah. But well, you don't have to respect him. He's not real. Right. No, I understand that. But as as, as comic book characters go, it's it's the Boy Scout thing. Yeah. Which I understand. Is a completely different project of a completely different time. Right. Um. 
you know, I've read some really good Captain America stories, and but usually when they put him like back in the late eighties, they used to have um, X Men versus yeah miniseries, and they had one X Men versus Captain America, mm-hmm. and he was just the biggest douchebag. <laughs> well, you know, you mutants are really outlaws, and uh, well, let's uh, off to jail with you. I'm gonna go get my zoot suit now and go uh, <laughs> have some fun with Betty Page. <laughs> Second Betty Page, a reference of the evening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the character itself I, re- I really like. I think, especially with this movie, I think they're going to do a good job with it. Yeah. He's, I mean, like him or hate him, you got to respect the character. as Absolutely. As he, he is a leader of the Marvel Universe. Big question. Do you think he throws the right to Hitler in the movie? <laughs> yep. Only in a good and just world. <laughs> exactly. Thank God there'll be a Bucky, though. Oh, yeah, there yes. will be a Bucky in this. Who they've actually, Marvel has actually done a pretty good job in turning into a pretty interesting character. Yeah. Wow, that, that's awesome, because usually he was like the Human Shield. I'm amazed that wasn't his code name. <laughs> Bucky <laughs> Barnes, code name, Human, Human Shield. Shield. <laughs> didn't, didn't, didn't he become Winter Soldier? He did. Yeah. You see, Bucky lived in that horrible plane crash, too, but the Russians found him. What a coincidence. <laughs> they put him in a trash can or some sort of a tube, and they kept him there for a while. They said, hey, if the Americans can make a super soldier, so can we. Yeah. And yet they did. Except his arm was blown off, so they gave him a bionic arm. Right. Well, hey. you know, And long it. hair. He looked like Eddie Vedder running around <laughs> with a metal arm. Yeah. And you know what? Seriously speaking, you know, going back to the movie, anything would be better than the 1990 Matt Salinger movie. Yeah. Oh my god, well, A, rubber ears, Italian red skull, um, and the fact that the dad from Christmas Story was a villain, a major villain in that. I just like how it's going to be set in the 40s. Oh yeah, which it should be. Well, it's going to end with him and Bucky being blown up and falling into the ocean, and some pointy-eared guy with wings on his ankles is going to come up and (laughs) pull him out during the Avengers movie. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... Moving on. Moving on, yep. Number five... Iron Man. Oh, wait. Did I say Captain America? You did, but that's fine. You can take okay. Iron Man, Iron too. Man. <laughs> What's going on here? Let's face it. This is not the worst thing you've caught me doing. You guys have to say. Well, Apart Iron... from the fact that now it's impl- uh, completely impossible when... to distinguish Iron Man the from Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man, when Iron Man actually came out, was part of the Tales, I think, Tales of Suspense yeah, comic line. It, yeah. it, was, it was like a variety magazine, and he came out around the Vietnam War... And he was captured by a Vietnam warlord, kind of like you know a, a modernized version of what they did in the movies with him. Um, you know, I guess I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, it, you, you could look at it. Maybe it was supposed to be some sort of a a protest against the Vietnamese uh, the Vietnamese War. I, I I don't know. I you know, in terms of a, of a character, Tony Stark is one of the top two or three most. Um, interesting characters in the Marvel Universe, and he's—if you actually read the comic books, he's the most influential person in the Marvel, yeah. Yeah, the Marvel Universe by yeah. far in terms of his money and his influence. I right. mean, they—I mean, he spearheaded the whole Registration Act. You know, yes. he becomes the leader of—he becomes the director of Shield for a time. I mean, he's in the fact that they have him a drunk. You know, yeah, this is the first the time. This is the first time a major, major character has a flaw. You know, an actual human flaw, and I think it was interesting that they came up and they showed that side. Now, I, I may be missing some ca- comic book character somewhere down the line that you know well, wore women's they did clothing. A good job, but and they I, continually bring it up too. It's not like one of these things yeah. where you know he's addicted to booze for three episodes and no, but kicks it, but he's always he like, has a flaw. Yeah. I mean, if you look at it, you know, look at the Avengers, the first Avengers. Thor is a god. Thor yep. is obviously perfect. Captain America is a perfect human being. 
I mean, the Hulk has a flaw, but the Hulk is more of a villain. He becomes right. more of a villain. Yeah. He, he's, a, he's a monster. You know, but a, 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 a true hero, you know, a hero in the truest sense actually has a flaw, a character yeah, absolutely. flaw. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I do like the fact that, especially recently, with the advent of the movies, that uh, Tony Stark has been turned into more that smart guy, the guy everyone wants to hang out with. Oh, he was always that. But I, but I think it, it, it kind of registers a little more now that you have yeah. kind of have that that, that But what you're doing that. though, but you're also you're seeing, or you you had such a uh, you know you enjoyed Robert Downey Jr.'s performance right. as Tony Stark so much that In, it was a magnetic performance. It was great, yeah. you know, and that kind of draws you to it. Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, this is one of the few superhero movies where I wanted to see more of the alter ego. I was just going to say, so. the, the alter ego is actually more interesting because, you know, I mean, as a, a superhero, he's got a metal suit that shoots laser beams and he right. can fly, whoopee ding dong, you know, but yeah. he's a cool character. Absolutely. Um, Rose Gallery? Um, <laughs> yeah. Crimson Dynamo. Uh, Whiplash. Whiplash. Uh, Titanium Lady Man. Mask. Killer Shrike. Boy, he's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of like on, on par with the super the Spider-Man villains. Just Actually, a bunch of, too. Oh, no. He was such a ladies' man here in the Marvel Encyclopedia. It's like Farmer Iggy's... Copyright 2009. Iron Man. It has a gallery of all of his lady pals. Oh, my. It is... Anybody uh, have any note? Oh, let's see. Iron Fist. Yes, his old flames from Janice Cord all the way to the Black Widow. Yeah, Iron Man was a he got he got a lot of tang. Yeah, of course. I mean, guys got billions of dollars and uh, not as much as the android, but right. (laughs) Um, But he, know, he also had the super cool porn stash. Yes. Uh, you know what? I always loved Iron Man until Civil War, and then they made him a dick. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the point. Right. But, I mean, he literally he literally told Thor, if you're not with me, you're against me. Right. And then Thor cleaned his clock big time. Right. Um, yeah, but I thought that was a nice juxtaposition, though, instead of having the Boy Scout, Captain right. America, kind of being on the dickish side right. of this registration act, having Iron Man do it. Yeah, because yeah. he felt guilt over a kid getting killed. Yeah. No, I mean it. It was good. It was. A, I find Marvel's storylines far more complex, anyways, in terms of hum, in term not of the story necessarily, but of the the human element. Yeah. Right. Because I read Final Crisis. I don't know what the hell is happening. <laughs> I mean, that was. I mean, no you need to be Kreskin or, or Stephen Hawking to understand what the hell's going on right. there. Or Michael Cicerone. There you go. Yeah, it's different. It's yeah. good. Um, I, am I completely out of line for saying that this? Once Iron Man two comes out, though, I have nothing else to look forward to this summer. Nope. Because it looks awesome. awesome. Yeah. Oh, I would. I. You know what? I would have. No, oh, you go ahead. No, no. I was just going to mention um, Harry Potter, but that's not until the fall. That's not. Yeah, exactly. But you know, this summer, this is it. This yeah. is this is the Super Bowl for movie geeks. Oh yeah. I mean, it, this this will be great. I mean, uh, Mickey Rourke is a good choice for Whiplash. I mean, they're making him a little bit different. No, they're doing. They're, they're not making him goofy. <laughs> No, he's, yeah, well, he is goofy just because it looks like he hasn't taken a bath since <laughs> Angel Heart came out. But 
which is possible. No, but they're doing something. I mean, in, in the, when they're smart, when they change things in this, this it looks like they, they change it for the best. Like, Justin Hammer isn't an old man. It's Sam Rockwell. Right, He's yeah. a young guy, so they're doing a really good job at that. Yeah. And I, I gotta think they're definitely grooming him towards Crimson Dynamo, because he, he's even got the same last name. Yeah, actually, the, um, the superhero squad... Uh-huh. Packs for Iron Man two actually have Crimson Dynamo included in that package, yeah. and Titanium Man. So oh, I yeah. have a feeling that Justin Hammer will probably be uh, Titanium Man. Yeah, and you know, using one of his own suits. But you know, I can see it. Whatever. All I know is that it's it's Iron Man War Machine destroying robots. Yeah. And how much better can it get? You Tracy know, Morgan would have been a better Jim Rhodes. Though. I thought so too. <laughs> uh, number four, Superman. Yeah. But they're engaged. Doesn't matter, it can't happen. Why not? It's bound to come up. It's impossible. Lois could never have Superman's baby. Do you think her fallopian tubes can handle this sperm? I guarantee he blows a load like a shotgun right through her back. What about her womb? Do you think it's strong enough to carry his child? Sure, why not? He's an alien, for Christ's sake. His Kryptonian biological makeup is enhanced by Earth's yellow sun. If Lois gets a tan, the kid could kick right through her stomach. Only someone like Wonder Woman has a strong enough uterus to carry his kid. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Surprisingly low on the list, considering... Um, he is the first... Well, I don't know if he's the first. Is he before Batman? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Is he? By a year. By a year. By a year, yep. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I like him. I mean, he's okay, but I mean, i got to be honest with you, there's not much to say about Superman. Superman is... The first and last, I mean, he is the most... He's like Michael Jordan. He's recognized everywhere. Right. Yeah. He this is, is the one superhero, I think, above all, that you can talk to anybody about it. You can be in a coma for 30 years, and you bring up Superman, and like, oh, yeah, what, what are the exploits of that young that young man from Krypton? Um, yeah, you're right, Jim. There's not a whole lot to say yeah. about him. I do like the other world stories that DC has done. Mm. Uh, the other world stuff, which is essentially the DC equivalent to the what ifs, right. like Kingdom Come, right. where he becomes a recluse who refuses to use his powers for anything other than fixing his farm. Um, Red Sun, which I just finished reading, where um, the, the is it Red Sun S O N or S O N? S O N. Where uh, the ship uh, lands in 1938 Ukraine instead of America, mm. and so the Soviets use him. As, like, their super soldier. And, you know, he just wants to do good. And by doing good, he ends up doing a lot more damage than uh, anything else. Yeah. Uh, the, the biggest problem with Superman is, I mean, his biggest strength is also his biggest character flaw in that, you know, he's he's intensely powerful, but he's also kind of bland. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's not he's much he can do. You know, I mean, in the, in the, the 30s, you know, he fought guys with Tommy guns. You know? <laughs> exactly. Ah, take this! Ah, gee. Well, yeah. and that's like Brandon Routh had said that was his biggest complaint about doing Superman Returns that he couldn't punch anybody. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's I mean that's everybody's biggest complaint about uh, Batman uh, Superman Returns. You didn't have any good huge superhero fights. But again, they were you know those two kids. What's I forget the name of the kids who Siegel. Oh yeah, yeah. Siegel and um, Schuster. 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 The craft, I mean, this is one of the first superheroes. The art of making a superhero has evolved over the last century, yeah. or half century, to the point where, I mean, Superman, I mean, this was the first shot, at, or, you know, trying yeah. to make a superhero, trying right. to make somebody who, 
you know, is, but is, even, is even better s- than the normal man. But Superman evolved as as the years went on. I mean, he wasn't originally able to fly. Well, they depowered him a little bit, didn't they? Yeah, when uh, Crisis came along. Right, they depowered him during that. And then when John Byrne took over Superman in the late 80s, yeah. Yeah. he had really stepped him back. And then the whole death of Superman thing. Which, which works a lot better fantastic. in the comic book than in the Doomsday cartoon, oh, which was complete yeah. horseshit. Well, actually, yeah. I've heard the opposite. Oh, Doomsday. Did you watch Doomsday? I didn't. Uh, Anne Heche is hey, Lois look, Lane. Hey, look. <laughs> One of the crummy Baldwin brothers is Superman. Yeah, exactly. I mean... Actually, no, he's not It's not a Baldwin brother. It is. I thought it's Adam, Adam, it's Adam Baldwin. Adam Baldwin is just not a Baldwin. What? He is! His last name is Baldwin, but he's not related to the others? Yeah. I'm disappointed. Yes, it's, it's amazing. I know, but he's the good Baldwin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alec and Adam. He's the anti-Baldwin. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, it, I have heard a thousand different explanations for why no one knows that um, that that Superman is Clark Kent. Right. In fact, you know, we were discussing the whole. Um, Don't Richard... ask Mike Cicerone about this. You get a popsicle headache. <laughs> yeah, it hurts. Yeah. We um. You know, we were discussing, you know, the whole thing in Superman 2, the Richard Lester edition and the Richard Donner edition. The Richard Donner edition actually does a very good job of kind of tricking Superman into telling Lois Lane. Yeah. You know, Clark Kent telling Lois Lane that he's Superman. Right. But the whole thing in um, in Superman 2 is Lois asks Clark to get something. He trips over the head of a pink bearskin rug. His hand drops in the fire. And then he just kind of does nothing. And then she's like, hey, your hand's not burnt. And he just kind of gets up and goes, well, you know, you got me. You got me, Lois. I'm Superman. But then, hey, the realistic part comes in at the very end. He gives her the kiss of forgetfulness. (laughs) Yeah, so he basically, Superman is a klutz. Exactly. (laughs) Um, but I've heard, you know, I've heard the Hypnovision. Yeah. I did hear, the... though, that the new movie Christopher Nolan is going to direct. Oh, I've thank heard you, that. Jesus. I've heard that, yeah. I don't know if it's still going to be Brandon Routh, who I actually thought was very good. I, I thought, thought he was, was okay. The, the issue with Superman Returns, there, there are a couple of issues. First of all... He didn't fight another super-powered villain. He needs to fight a super-powered villain unless yeah. it's... Well, there's that. The other thing, too, it, the, four, the actual fifth movie... Technically speaking, the third movie, because we, we just want to forget that um, the Richard Pryor and Nuclear Man movies yeah. never existed, it was a two-and-a-half-hour-long origin story. Yeah. Again. Well, well yeah, I mean, it's, I said it's, it, was, it is the true definition of but, reboot. But you're right. No, Jim, you're absolutely right, though, about the, superhero, the super-powered villains. Lex Luthor doesn't need to show up in every movie. No. I, you, bring least, those, you, even, you bring those villains, the, the Kryptonian uh, oh, trio you back. back. You bring in. Zod and... Ursa, what do, I don't know. They're different. Ursa and Non. No, but he's got a different name in the DC universe. It's actually oh, not Non. It's yeah. like Slog or Grog or yeah. something. I don't know. I don't remember. But you bring them back. Yeah. And to me, that really would spice it up. Right. Inter- um, interesting bit about um, Siegel and Schuster, though. Schuster is Canadian and Siegel is Jewish. Do they so. like Alpha Flight? I don't know. No. They like Alpha Flight and Kitty Pride. Flight, so. No. So, and they yeah. got screwed, screwed, screwed on those rights. So the, ulti- I- the ultimate American symbol is half Canadian. Yes, and half Jewish. Yes. Um, for any any anybody out there who really wants to get deep down with Superman, you got to get the box of steel. Yes. It's every movie, um, every documentary that was pretty much made about... Yeah. about one of the best documentaries that up in the air... Oh, yeah, the one narrated by Kevin Spacey. Yeah. That was excellent. Oh, yeah. Um, and it includes the Richard Donner Superman 2, which, in my opinion, even though 
on a production standpoint, not so much because they had to use raw footage. Right. It's a better story than the original Superman 2, which... Is a good story. When I, lo- I, when I was a kid, I loved Superman 2. You go back and watch it now, hmm. the, the Richard Lester version, and it's just... It's still a good story, but it's not a great story. It doesn't grab and, uh, you as much as... As as the the Donner version. Yeah, honestly, did. I could cut everything other than the big knockdown fight between um, the three villains in Superman. Yeah, yeah, and I would get rid of like General, you know, care to step outside? Great <laughs> line. <laughs> they they did change that one in the in the Donner version, though. I hated that. Yeah, well, I, I can live with it because if we still you know still got an actual coherent yeah you know oh I was standing on the inside. <laughs> The other thing I, I don't like about General Zod, the one thing is that Steve Burney really oh. likes General Zod, and he'd make Andy and I march around the backyard. And Anybody he, who doesn't know who Steve Burney is, uh, Steve Burney was our white whale all throughout our growing yes. up years. We'd, the, well, he'd say kneel before Zod, and then he'd proceed to strike us with a stick. Yes. Imagine going through uh, ages 8 through 14 like that. Oh, I had someone like that. Oh. He never mentioned Zod, thank goodness. Oh, oh good. Um, he did. When I was out in um, California in yeah. uh, Solvang, that Danish town, yeah. I noticed the sign for I Zod, the clothing <laughs> store. I was like, I am Zod. Check out my chinos. <laughs> All right, who wants to take number three? Uh, I will. Um, my least favorite superhero. Yes, but Michael Cicerone's first. Michael Cicerone's favorite, the Green Lantern. Hi, I'm a Marvel. And I'm a DC. I'm Hal Jordan, test pilot and member of the Green Lantern Corps. I'm Wade Wilson, mercenary and founder of the Golden Girls Slash Fic fan site. My... My power ring allows me to fly through space, manipulate energy, and translate any language. My guns allow me to kill for money, shoot fleeing suspects, and get free DVDs from Best Buy. Deep in outer space. They apparently invented a lantern somewhere out <laughs> in the Andromeda galaxy, whatever the hell they're floating around. They're, they're space cops. Look, I have an idea. Let's make a ring that can make anything, anything except it's green. green. I want a pizza. Oh, I'm sure it's delicious, but it's green. Yeah, and what about the uh, its weakness? Yellow. Yes, or so, wood. Or wood. Or wood, white. that's right. So, frankly, Mike, if the wizard fought the Green Lantern, <laughs> he'd kick his ass. Um, very boring. It's a, a very unimaginative. I know the story, you know, that people like the Green Lantern Corps, and, you know, I know people, I know people love Green Lantern. Yeah. Um, I just, I've read quite, a, you know, a decent amount of his comics. I've always given him a try, and I've just never found the story. I guess I don't like stories in outer space that much, you know, it's like, I like my, I like my superhero stories for the most part to be ter- terrestrial. Yeah, I know it sounds I, weird, but. I mainly, I mainly began to like Green Lantern more when, um, it got rid of Hal Jordan, and they just had it, um, Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner, yeah. Yeah, and the Kyle Rayner stories are great because they, they're more earthbound. Yeah. Isn't Kyle Rayner a little old to be Green no, Kyle Rayner. Oh. Kyle Rayner. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Mike, that the, the younger Lantern, who's yeah. a little more headstrong than Hal Jordan, who, I mean, just is, kind of is the Green Lantern. Did they yeah. kill him? Uh, no. no he, well, he, he gave up, evil. and then he became evil, and then he became the Spectre, and then he became this, and then he became that, and now every other damn Lantern thing. Again. Yeah. They don't know what to do with him. Um, now he's like what the White Lantern or something. I think no, so. no, no. Actually, Sinestro became the White Lantern. Well, I think. Yeah, because they're they're doing the whole Darkest Night thing, which yeah. essentially is the equivalent to Marvel Zombies. Yeah. Where they're bringing back all their dead characters. Surprising for a comic book to be bringing up dead characters. <laughs> but um. Dead dead. What, 
What is that? I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, I've, I've kind of always liked the Green Lantern. Yeah, the, the power is a little silly. Yeah. But, you know, just kind of as a character, I always kind of like... I, I especially like the dynamic between him and Green Arrow. Yeah. Because they're green, those, get it? <laughs> in the early 70s, where it was, you know, the the straight button-down Green Lantern and the uh, hippy-dippy Green Arrow. I thought right. that they had that great contrast. Um, Wasn't there a comic, Green Lantern, Green Arrow? Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, just the fact that, I mean, he... As a military man, he knows what his assignment is, and he does it better than anybody else. Right. Um, now, I liked in you know, getting back to Red Sun that they found the ring, and um, L- Luthor, who's now President Luthor, mm-hmm. finds the ring, and uh, Hal Jordan essentially was was tortured by the communist army, so he's just a whack job. Right. They figured out the code to get the ring to work. You know, the in darkest night. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, they essentially duplicated the ring and had, like, this entire army of Green Lanterns, which, you know, in the span of five seconds got beaten by Superman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just, he's an interesting character. He's not all too powerful. I mean, it's a stupid weakness aside. Yeah. Um, have you seen the pictures of Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern? I've just seen the vague shots of him with wearing a blurry ring. Yeah, yeah, those are like, I guess, the official pictures. Now, I don't know if the ones I've seen are are photoshopped or not, but Green Lantern is, uh, he, he looks an awful lot like the Green Hornet. Little tiny little mask, and just the, the whole sculpted bodysuit. I think that's been photoshopped. Okay. Well, we'll find out eventually. We'd but... like him to have a nice cravat. Yeah. Actually, I wouldn't mind if he had a gigantic codpiece. <laughs> oh. So... David Bowie. <laughs> Number two, Spider-Man. All right, I think the most iconic character in all of the Marvel Universe. Yes, he should be number one. Cool Spidey outfit. Thanks. Where'd you get it? I made it. Hmm. Looks uncomfortable. It gets kind of itchy. It rides up in the crotch a little bit, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love Spider-Man. Yeah. I, even as a kid, I love Spider-Man. Yeah. He, he was a character that they could they, they allowed to be himself. Yeah. I mean, he was a kid with real kid problems. You right. know, raising your elderly aunt who's going to drop dead of a heart attack any second. And Strangely, she's lived a long time, though. She's lived yeah. an awful long time. Well, she did die like three or four times. I Don't think. they yeah, all? Oh yeah, but that that brings it to the stupidest of, of Spider-Man stories. Oh, uh, the Clone where, Saga. No, well, the Clone Saga, but the most recent stupid story of Spider-Man, oh. where he he made a deal with uh, Mephisto, oh, which yes. is Mar- the Marvel Universe's uh, equivalent to the Devil, uh, where he would have never married Mary Jane just to save Aunt May from dying. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that also got rid of everyone knowing who he really is. Yep. Yeah, but he, he told the New Avengers who he is. Yeah. Well, oil, oil. and you know the New Avengers. There, there's three ways of conversation. Tell a friend, telephone, tell the New Avengers. You got it. I don't tell them anything. Yeah. What I like about Spider-Man, I mean, I think he's got cool powers. He's, you know, like you said, he's, he's got a, a believable, if, if you can have a believable story, you know, uh, story behind him. He's got, in my mind, um, the best rogues gallery of villains. I don't think anybody has a better 
wrote. I mean, he's got some of the like the Green Goblin's great. You yeah, know, the Green um, Goblin's great. Um, the elect, you know, Electro's a cool character. You know, Sandman's a cool character. Cool. Venom's a great character. Oh, now yeah. they've got yeah. the anti-Venom. You know, the, even Carnage. Yeah, a serial killer with the with the with the powers of Spider-Man. Oh, I, I've seen some stories based around Carnage that are. <sighs> Real you know what? I, I think actually the best Spider-Man, and I've been saying I don't like a lot of the 80s stuff, the best Spider-Man story I've ever read was in the 80s. It was Craven's Last Hunt. Oh, yeah. It was really, oh, really man. good. Yeah, where Craven finally He beats of... him, and then he, he has nothing left to live for, and he kills himself. Yep. Yeah. And it's a really cool storyline. Yeah. Except and... for that vermin guy running around, the, the, the human rat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think Spider-Man's also done well movie-wise. Yeah, I think he's done a great job translating to the movies, even with three. Regardless of whether or not you like three, um, I thought they, they've done a very good job translating the Peter Parker character yes. and the Spider-Man character because oh, they're yeah. very two different personas. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, Spider-Man is just so wisecracking, and they've done a great job with that. Oh, you're right about Green Goblin. Green Goblin, awesome. Um, Electro, I think, is a cool villain. One of the worst costumes ever. Uh, <laughs> I got a gigantic starfish on my head. Yeah, but you know what? That's what they all did. In the, right. He came out. He was one of his first villains. Come on. Which which is worse, so Electro or Mysterio? Oh God, Mysterio! I'm just fish man. <laughs> Do you see my eyes? They're on my shoulders. Ooh. <laughs> no, but Doctor Octopus. Yeah. I yeah. mean that that was the first time that. You know, if you read throughout his his comics or his history, Doctor Octopus has beat Spider Man probably more than anybody. Oh, yeah, they actually yeah. have Spider Man beaten in a fairly regular basis by this guy. Yeah, yeah. Spider Man gets beaten a lot, though. He does, yeah. but he, you know, he always seems to come back and win in the end. But right. And I got to say, the best I think the best comic book series in the Marvel Ultimate and, and regular is the Ultimate Spider Man. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah, it is, it's a, that one is a good story. Well, I think they've just done a good job of bringing Spider-Man to the modern age. Well, they yeah. did that, but I mean, they had he's he, you know, they bring in a lot of uh, the other superheroes, and you know, he's, he hangs out with the X-Men a lot. Yeah, you know, they, he actually had a brief um, dating period with uh, Kitty Pryde. That's right, mm-hmm. he did. Okay. That was, I actually liked that that relationship more than um, him and Mary Jane. Yeah, 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 I got I got a little misty when they broke up. I'm you know <laughs> I'm all right now. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well that brings us to we we we've gone through 24 of these. And All right, wake up, everybody. Yeah. So, the number one superhero... Wait, 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 hold on. What, don't, what? Don't we have some segments to do first? Damn it! Yes, we have segments to do. Let's Gun! get to those. Yeah! All right. Segment time. Um, let's get to our buddy Nick. Yes. Uh, down in Canada, uh, up in Canada, rather. Uh, Nick, we did, we're going to put something on our honorable mention for the superhero list. Yeah. Uh, Nick had mentioned every uh, character from Gen 13... I'm I'm actually a fan of Gen 13 as well. Right. You guys are both a fan of boobs. So, <laughs> nothing well, wrong with that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's... It just... You were the only one. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have put them on my list as well, but I had a bunch of others that I prefer. Right. So, uh, anyway, with that said, take it away, Nick. Hey Geek Solid, this is Nick from the Great White North saying congratulations on your 25th episode. Woohoo! Well, in light of this special event, I have a two-part gift for you folks. The first part is simply this, a whole bunch of new listeners. I'd like to give a shout out to my friend Nicole Sanderson, 
and all her classmates at the Red House Animation School here in Saskatoon. I spoke to her about the show, and she's quite interested and has been listening. So, hey, hey, Nicole, welcome to the Salad family. And the second part, unfortunately, I'm sorry I can't be there in time for it, is... Coffee! And not just any coffee, Tim's Coffee. I've actually managed to procure three little gift box sets for you guys, each one containing your own little ceramic Tim Hortons mug and a small packet of their fine grind roast coffee. I'll be sending these out as soon as I can, but, well, this weekend I gotta move, so it might just be a little while, but guarantee you guys will get it. But, now to move on to more serious notes. I'm sorry, Andy, that you guys, you and Autumn, didn't really enjoy Due South. Yeah, I guess it's more of a taste thing. Eh, to each their own. But I'm sorry to, to do both. But I have to really, 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 really kind of give you guys a what the hell are you thinking about the world of tomorrow. I'm sorry, but that movie was nothing more than a ripoff of 007's Moonraker and the typical biblical story of Noah's Ark. If I wanted to watch a movie that was basically preachy, poorly done, and basically made absolutely no sense, even at the end, you had to rewind it to make any sense of the whole thing at all, you know what, I'd go listen to the Bible on tape. But, that's my opinion. Eh, to, not, to each their own. As for a few other points, I also agree with Mike on the uh, Deep Blue Sea. Highly underrated movie. One of my favorites. As soon as I saw it on DVD, I snatched that sucker up faster than you can blink. And, well, I guess that's pretty much it. If you guys are doing some more shills, I'd like to get Mike and that to maybe put some uh, words out on the new Final Fantasy thirteen. Both he and I have been playing it, and I must say I'm rather impressed. It's a vast improvement over 12. Anyway, this is Nick from the Great White North saying, Take off, eh? Alright, Nick. I'm going to cut you some slack on the whole Sky Captain thing because you're sending us Tim Hortons coffee. Yeah. And even Jim, who had to step out for a second, knows Tim Hortons is better than Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, don't worry, I'll bust him for Sky Captain. All right, that's that's fine. So, uh, thanks again, buddy. Uh, I'm glad to like our, your intro music, too. That's always yeah. us. I take that as a matter of pride. So, uh, let's move on to the trailer park. Yes. Uh, today, we're talking about Scott Pilgrim versus the world. If we're going to date, you may have to defeat my seven evil exes. You have seven evil ex-boyfriends? Bingo. Consider our fight begun. And I have to fight defeat. Defeat your seven evil exes? Pretty much. Prepare to die. What? What's up? How's life? He seems nice. I want to take them apart. We all have baggage. Yeah, well, my baggage doesn't try and kill me every five minutes. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Next time, we don't date the girl with 11 evil ex-boyfriends. Seven. Oh, that's not that bad. I insisted that we talk about this. Well, it ties in perfectly with the superhero theme. Yes, it does. Go ahead, Mike. Tell, tell the story. Well, basic story behind Scott Pilgrim. 
he meets the girl of his dreams, literally. She actually skates through his dreams because he, uh, she's a delivery girl who uses a high, um, high, uh, subspace bypasses to get around, and one of the subspace bypasses goes right through his head. <laughs> um, but in order to really you know, get a good relationship going with her, he has to defeat her seven evil exes. Right. Which essentially to me looks like every final stage of every Mega Man game ever played ever. You're probably not that not that far <laughs> off. Um, it looks cool, and when we were watching the trailer as kind of a refresher today, it's it's gonna be it's gonna go one of two ways. It's either gonna be unbelievably cool or yeah. unbelievably stupid. I'm leaning more towards unbelievably cool, mainly because Edgar Wright. Oh yeah, and Edgar Wright who did uh, Hot Fuzz and Shaun, and Shaun of the, of the Dead. Dead. Yeah, it's the first American movie. Oh uh, yeah, I think so. And it doesn't have um, oh Christ, what's Simon his name? Peg and, uh, and Simon Pegg in it. And, and Nick Frost. Nick Frost, yeah. yeah. Michael Sarah's in it. He needs a crotch punch. I can't stand him. This movie's gonna suck. But it what? looks. It, but it looks actually, like he's he gonna might... get several crotch punches in this yeah. movie. Um, but yeah, uh, actually, this one. Um, two of the evil exes are Brandon Routh. Yep. And Chris Evans. Yeah. So you get Captain America and Superman fighting him. Yep. And for all you Arrested Development nerds out there, uh, you've got uh, Anne. Yeah. May Whitman, who played Anne Beale on Arrested Development, is also one of the evil exes. So. Cool stuff. Now, another superhero movie that just got a brand new trailer. Yep. Kick-ass! How come nobody's ever tried to be a superhero? Dude, if anybody did it in real life, they'd be dead in, like, a day. A day. Okay, I'm not saying they should do it. I just can't figure out why nobody does. Comic books had it wrong. Any ordinary person can be a superhero. There's a dude just like a superhero defending a bunch of guys. It's awesome! Thank you. Who are you? I'm Kick-Ass. Costume Vigilante has become the latest internet phenomenon. He was actually pretty good. Could have getting his ass kicked. Does anyone have any idea who this wetsuit crusader is? I'd really use some help from a guy like that right now. Really? Hey, I'm Kick-Ass. <laughs> He should call himself Ass Kick instead. Uh, kick Ass is the story of regular folks who decide to become superheroes and... Kick um, Ass. Hasn't this, hasn't this been done? I'm sure it's been done, but not to not to the effect of... This is actually based on a comic book. Yeah. And By Mark Miller. Right. And it's getting... Um, it just started making the film, the film festival rounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, IFC, I listened to their podcast, the IFC News Podcast... Mm-hmm. Um, they gave it a very good review. They oh, yeah. said it's the the fights are great because even for people that have never had any type of combat, it doesn't look choreographed at all. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I think Rotten Tomato is giving it a really really high rating. Yeah, it's I mean it's looking like it could actually be a, bi- a decent sized hit. Yeah. So we'll, um, but we'll, it won't. Well, who knows? I mean, if Clash of the Titans can hold on and hold on and hold on, which I don't, I I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We're, we had this discussion. Keep in mind, Avatar got really bad reviews too. True, true. So, and everything's going 3D now. So I'm amazed that neither Kickass nor Scott Pilgrim have gone now, 3D. Which yet. Avatar is this? Avatar or The Last Airbender? Oh, <laughs> curse you! Uh, finally, let's get on to uh, our last segment, the uh, salad shills. Uh, Jim, do you want to tell us what you what you have been doing with yourself? Um. I, well, um, I have been reading my Marvel Digital Comics. I do like those. I'm fairly addicted to that, to be honest with you. 
and I read uh, the Annihilation Wave, which was Marvel saying, well, we got a bunch of comic book superheroes, <laughs> kind of stupid ones that we don't do a hell of a lot with. What the hell, we'll give them their own comic book like Nova. And <laughs> Brother Voodoo? Not Brother Voodoo. No Brother Voodoo? No. He's no. still waiting for his No Pip the Troll. No, wait, actually, you know what? I think Pip the Troll is in this. I'm Holy not kidding. Shit. Good for him. Um... Uh, Drax the Destroyer, Moon Dragon, you know, the girl, she knows karate and she's Isn't bald. She bald? Yeah. She's yeah. bald. Um, and it's actually a very good storyline. It actually nice does nice. it. It actually um, is part of the reason why the secret invasion happens because the Skrulls are annihilated. Is Star Fox in it? Um, you know, I don't think he is. I, I, he might be. There's a, you know, of course, because there's one series is like 75 offshoots of it. There's like Annihilation, Conquest, Annihilation, Destruction, Annihilation, My Laundry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's actually it's, it's it's actually very underrated. It's, it's the it's, Marvel it's, way. Yeah, it's a lot of, of Galactus's um, heralds. You know, Silver Surfer shows up, and you know, well, Mopster the uh, from the from the planet Moppy with his super mop. <laughs> Toilet Lord. <laughs> um, so thanks, Jim. Uh, Mike. Well, earlier today, and actually for the next two days, I will be at Anime Boston. Fantastic. Yes. You win. I'm wearing my Anime Boston t-shirt right now. I actually was asking around about some uh, some of their favorite superheroes, but we said no anime, and most of them were Naruto and uh, Ichigo from Bleach. Okay. Oh, of course. <laughs> Don't knock it till you've watched it. I have. Okay. <laughs> Don't want to knock it till you watch the good ones. Though. All right. Yeah. You're, you're talking to the unconvertibles here. Yes. So. Uh, I got to show you guys Death Note. All right. Okay. That all right. One, Fair enough. Impressive. So, right. but you had some great pictures though. Uh, Mike, Mike didn't have his digital camera on, so he took pictures with his Nintendo DS. DSi. DSi. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Which could hands down be the worst digital camera I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm bringing my real camera tomorrow. Yeah. And in fact, I will be dressing up tomorrow as well. What are you dressing up Going as? Going as Jason Voorhees. Fantastic. Not anime, but there were plenty of non-anime there as well. Fantastic. I did like the blurry picture of the two guys who were like the henchmen from the yes. Venture Brothers. Oh, yeah. That was awesome. How come nobody ever dresses up like Schneider from Good Day One Day at a Time? Oh, maybe this time. Well, you know, just take off the mask. Yeah. Consider yeah. it. Consider yeah, it for go. tomorrow. And there was a Torgo as well. Oh yes, the Torgo. That was my favorite. Yes. Uh, so anyway, my um, my pick for this week is the return of uh, ABC's V. Oh. oh my God! Remember when we were talking about the end of V, the like the, yeah. at the end of the four, the shuttles, and the, with the the ships coming, yeah. and how that was the best way you could possibly put a, a show on hiatus. This, this was the best way to bring a show back yeah. from hiatus. <laughs> yes. Um, there's alien death. There's um, lizard on lizard love action. Yeah. Follow, followed with cannibalism right yeah, afterwards. Yeah, you, you got your first chance, your first um, glimpse of something more of the lizard. Right, exactly. You got the eyes, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. You got the underskin, but the thing with um, Anna's teeth. Yeah. That was Whoa. awesome, and I think that works a lot better than her unhinging her jaw to swallow a gigantic yeah. hamster. You know, you know, venomous jaws with the big teeth. Yeah. That was this. Oh, it was awesome! What a great way to cut out. Yeah. So uh, seven more episodes left. For this season, mm -hmm. I don't know if it's getting picked up or not, though. I just read it an article in Entertainment Weekly about how the ratings have dropped for it, but they're losing loss. What the hell else are they going to do? Yeah. So they don't, they don't have. They a could bring according to Jim back. <laughs> they don't have a whole lot else on their on their agenda. There. No, they don't. So hopefully, this is the show they decide to bring back. I don't know about Flash Forward. 
I don't know. I'm about... enjoying that actually. I've been you watching are... that too. Yeah, one of my coworkers is really enjoying. It. In fact, he's he's bringing some copies down to uh, Mexico where his girlfriend lives. Oh. We still keep thinking he's got to come back as a drug mule, but what do I know? <laughs> so anyway, before I was so rudely interrupted, I oh, was going to get to the number one on our top twenty-five list, but. Before it's not we, puck. Yeah, but before we do that, let's recap uh, 25 through 2. Number 25, Hellboy. Number 24 is Longshot. Number 23, Huntress. Number uh, 22 is Kitty Pride. Uh, number 21 is Thor. Number 20 is, number 20 is Supergirl. Number 19 is Daredevil. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, number 18 is The Thing. 17, The Flash. Number 16, Constantine. Uh, number 15 is Nightcrawler. 14, Storm. 13, Hawkeye. 12, Deadpool. 11, Wonder Woman. 10, Rorschach. 9, The Punisher. 8, The Hulk. 7, Wolverine. 6, Captain America. 5, Iron Man. 4, Superman. 3, Green Lantern. 2, Spider-Man. And the number one hero, <laughs> according to the Geek Salad audience, is... Batman. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Was there any ever, ever any doubt? It was going to be this or Spider-Man, quite honestly. In fact, Batman beat Spider-Man by the margin of one vote. Yeah. So, wow. Um, we have talked a lot about Batman. We actually dedicated an entire show to Batman. Yep. So, um, favorite Batman story? Um, well, much like Spider-Man, Batman easily has the best rogues gallery. Absolutely. DC. It's Absolutely. not even close. I mean, it's like he has... Even Clayface is a pretty cool villain. And yeah. Clayface yeah. is ridiculous. Uh, my favorite Batman story, um, I like The Dark Knight Returns. I've always thought that was really good. Mm. Yeah. Um, I just started rereading that again. Yeah, it's, it, it, it was really well done. Um... I'm not a huge Batman fan. I, mean, I like the movies more than I like the comic book, but um, I, I gotta say the um, the cartoon's actually really good. The oh, old the one from the '90s, it's really, really good. Yeah, the Bruce really Tim well stuff done. is is awesome. I think mean, they got people who actually knew Batman, and right. um, I mean everything was helped along. I think by the '89 movie, the fact yeah. that it wasn't all the bam pow zazz of the 1960s show, which had, I think permanently put a taint, and by yeah, taint, I don't mean a stain, to be like but that. the area between my testicles and my anus, that type of taint. <laughs> but, yeah, and I, I just, I, I love, I mean, you're right, the movies really kind of brought it home for me, not not so much the Schumacher. Well, he's not your typical superhero, you know? No. He's, he, the, the storylines are fall more, you know, he, it's, you have a detective piece right. to it where he goes and he uses clues and science and, you know, street, his street cred, right. or not a street cred, but, you know, contacts to go and find a villain. Then he gets into a fight, so it's actually Right, but I, I like the fact that, especially it, with the more modern stories, it's more the I ain't got time to bleed type of character. Yeah. Where he's already figured everything out, and now he's got a fight, and he's, he's just going against unsurmountable odds. I mean, Hush is awesome, because they use one thing that really... I had never really seen used that well against Batman, which was, you know, use the emotional ties. Yeah. Bring back, uh, bring back Robin. Yeah, which is interesting because... Yeah, the Jason Todd Robin. Bring him back. I mean, the psychological aspect of Batman is what really makes him stand out among every single superhero out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it's fantastic. I heard the movie will be up in another year or two. I, w- I would give it two. Christ- 
Yeah. Is Nolan doing it? Um, I think Nolan's still doing yeah, Nolan, it. Yeah, Nolan, I don't think Nolan and Bale are still doing it. Yeah, that's that's true. I don't know if they'd be able to do it without them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Christian Bale, the popular theories have been, as I mentioned earlier, Rachel Vice as Catwoman and Johnny Depp as the Riddler. Uh, the Riddler. The Riddler. That would be awesome. That would be incredible. I, Actually, I know, God rest Heath Ledger's soul, it's sacrilege to say this, but Johnny Depp would have done a really good job as the Joker. I honestly think so, too. Yeah, I can buy that. So, or one of the Wayne's brothers. Well, yeah, but uh, you know, just like the 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 original four, they didn't feel the need to bring back any of the villains, right? Which they could get. I mean, like you said, he's got the best rogues gallery, hands down. Yeah. There's plenty of opportunity for you there without having to get the clay face. Yeah, but they're only going to do a finite amount of movies, and people want their satisfaction. They want the villain to die. Right, exactly. exactly. But they didn't kill the Joker. No, they didn't kill the Joker in this one, which was great, but then again, they also didn't know Heath Ledger was going to die after they started, you know, they stopped didn't. filming. Hey, they didn't kill Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, oh, God. Batman and Robin. They should have. I just went back and watched the best of riff tracks for Batman and Robin, by yeah. the way. Oh, God, it's awesome. Yeah. Not oh, much to make fun of there. No, so there's plenty to make fun of there. Oh, come on. So anyway, that uh, you mean Chris O'Donnell's whiny Robin wasn't perfect. I want a car. Give me a chair. Chicks dig the car. This is why Superman works alone. Actually, it's because of his crippling Asperger syndrome. <laughs> I piss off you, snot-nosed brat. Right. So that that's the list, guys. I, we want to thank everybody who contributed to this. Um, the Marvel Encyclopedia. Yes, yes, the Marvel Encyclopedia. And thank you guys very much for 25 great episodes. Yes. Um, you know, hopefully we'll bring you another 25 more. That would be very God nice. God willing. Well, you don't have to worry about sponsors canceling it. Exactly, exactly. We do this on the free. Brought to us by Miller Lite. <laughs> Actually, it's Miller Genuine Draft. Okay. And there's only one can there. I'll have one later. <laughs> and Andy Cap Pork Rinds. Mm. So, uh, let, let's start the uh, second quarter millennial out uh, with our next episode. Uh, episode 26 is going to be Disney AP, where we talk about the movies, the 2D Disney animated movies that came out after the Pixar revolution of 1995. Right. Oh, this is going to be a fun study more than anything. I think it's going to be more of a, a better discussion yeah. than just kind of listing things out. Right. So, um, if you have any thoughts about any of that, please uh, drop us a line at geeksalad at yahoo.com. Check out the uh, Facebook group, uh, Geeksalad Podcast. Uh, check out the archive. We are still trying to rebuild the archive on our website, which had a multitude of problems. Geeksalad.mypodcast.com, um, and you know where to get us on the personal lines if you need to. So until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. Uh, I'm Jim, but I'm usually not here. <laughs> and thank you, Jim, for coming by. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, everyone, go forth and be nerdful. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.